0: All right, so March sixth, it's a Saturday. We we up early in the morning. You ladies <laughs> look beautiful. How is everybody?
1: Good. Great, pretty good.
0: Wow.
2: good.
0: Well, I'm be like I need that energy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for. Wanting to be a part of the female leaders round table discussion. I promise I won't keep y'all all day. Um each of you ladies inspired me in some type of unique way. Um I you know I've met each and every one of you, I've done business with you guys, I've Know you guys personally, have worked with you guys in some capacity, and I just think each and every one of you guys is each wonderful. Um, you all bring something very unique to the table. You all are incredible in your own way, um, and y'all are just awesome. So can we have a round of applause to each and every one of y'all?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So, for those of y'all who don't know, or if y'all forget who my crazy self is, I am Kimberly Bowman, and for anybody watching, I'm Kimberly Bowman. I'm the organizer of Exquisite Women Empowerment Day, um, and of all of this, <laughs> and I'm also the owner of Exquisite Enterprises Inc., which is a creative service agency here in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, we do a lot, <laughs> um, anything pertaining to the realm of branding, marketing, um, we offer graphic design services, full, serving pre- full service printing services, do a little bit of everything. <laughs> so um, I've been an entrepreneur for about eight years in Charleston. Um, does I feel so old whenever I say that. I'm like God. I'm like eight years. It feels like it feels like twenty really. But but it has been such a pleasure working in the whole country. It's been such an honor. Um and along my journey I've been able to meet you fabulous ladies, um, and be impacted by your inspiring things that you do and we're going to start everything off with doing a quick intro. Everybody's going to go around and introduce themselves, tell us your name, tell us your the name of your business, what it is that you do, um, and one fun fact about you. So <laughs> it could be a personal fun fact or a professional fun fact. So Nikki, you are next to me, <laughs> so I'm going to start with you first
1: so no problem no problem (laughs) okay no problem so my name is Nikki Slaus I'm the owner and operator of Classic Noir Events I like to call myself the ambassador of fun um I've been marrying people since 2012 yeah oh wow (laughs) I've been marrying people since 2012 um my main thing I, I focus on intimate affairs you know you know how COVID has done all of us. So I figured, you know, that's a great way to pivot. Um, Yeah, fun fact about me, I actually have a degree in recreation, so I went to
3: school to learn how to play.
0: Oh, wow, awesome, awesome. All right, so we're going to go next to Nikki, and it's going to be Dr. Stella. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Stella is joining us from Memphis, Tennessee, you guys. So thank you for being here with us. We really, really appreciate it.
4: Thank you for having me, and uh, nice to see all these beautiful faces on a Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Dr. Stella Wokiji. I am the founder and medical director of uh, Bluff Medical Center. Um, it's actually in Germantown, Tennessee. I'm also the host of Met Hour with Dr. Stella. It's an online platform. So I'm glad to be here. I've been in business for a couple of um, years. One fun fact about me is I love to dance Afro music.
2: <laughs> <laughs> me too, no. Me too. Awesome. <laughs> okay,
0: Adriana, can you hear us? You're like right underneath me. I can't see you. Um, I didn't know
5: if you were having any. I hope that would you fall or did you drop something? I hope. Oh no! Whenever I hear that noise, I'm like, no! It's weird. I was like, I can see everybody just fine, but, but yeah. Anyway, I'm Adriana. I am the owner of Avis LLC, and with that one, that is my online business manager mentoring business. (laughs) With that, I create standard operating procedures for entrepreneurs and also help them implement other programs to help create a better user and client. Mm -hmm. And then I also run an organization called Bob Mobile, and that is my networking and collaborative platform. And a fun fact about me is I am introverted.
2: <laughs> I think we all are our own
5: way. I feel like
0: when you start a business you instantly become an introvert.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, next to Adriana is see this is so cool. I feel like it's a Brady bunch. Like I can like it <laughs> down.
1: So Sadina, you are like right at an angle. <laughs>
3: Um, good morning everyone my name is Sadina Sturges by profession I am a licensed master social worker along with a a content creator for special needs children I am also CEO and founder of She Overcame LLC where I teach women to strive every day heal from their brokenness and I encourage them to love what they see in the mirror Um, a fun fact about me is I am the queen of faith I believe things that are impossible to others so that is a fun fact about me awesome awesome and Sabina is
0: joining us from Buford so thank you thanks, thank you thank you for joining us and I promise y'all Adriana is just as beautiful as you guys are even though we can't see her so <laughs> promise, I promise y'all <laughs> that
5: is So I don't know my service is being-
0: today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Candace, you are next to Sedina, so we're passing it off to you. <laughs> All right. Well, good morning,
6: everybody. And hi, my fellow Buford sister, Sedina. I'm from Buford as well. Hi. I am Candice Grover Harmon, and I am the Chief Financial Educator at Building Blocks Financial Solutions. And I strive to help people build the wealth they deserve um i do that through four building blocks which are financial literacy credit restoration tax preparation as well as life insurance so one fun fact about me um i love to collect greeting cards so birthday cards get well cards um i miss you cards i was in a funk this morning so i actually went looking for a card this morning so Mm
0: Awesome, awesome. So see, that's the money lady. So if y'all need help with your money, text go to her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In bottom row, first person is Evie. Your
5: turn.
1: Good morning. Good morning. I can't see everybody, so it's so weird. So I'm like I'm listening really hard when people are talking. Um, but I am Evie J, and I'm a trauma advocate and the CEO of Chalk Consulting Firm. LLC, so we offer you a safe space and a seat to really, like, adjust the ugly, deal with the pain, and the why behind where you are and what you're doing. Um, And most importantly, just to let people know that we believe them. Trauma is so strategic and it's, you know, designed to stop your story. And most people can't fathom some of the things that people experience, so we write them off. And it's, you know, it would just further add to that pain. So, you know, we offer you a space to really talk through those things and to be able to continue that story where it left off. Um, a fun fact about me, I have eight brothers and six sisters.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> I have a lot of siblings, too. I think my dad's got might have everybody on the planet beat because he has, like, uh, i like, God bless his
2: hands.
0: My dad was, he was a busy young man.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, and last but not least is Supree right there at the bottom. Go ahead and let us know who you are.
1: Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Supree Reed. I am uh, the owner and CEO of Full of Life Natural Products. Um I have a line of natural products essentials everything from skin care, hair care, um a line of Yanni products. I also have immune boosters which are to live for. Um Power Stop tea, elderberry, C-moss which is definitely a hot commodity right now in this pandemic that we're going through. Um I love helping people. I love helping women. I'm also, um, hosting a seminar this month for mental health awareness. And I know it's not mental health awareness month, but I feel like God gave me the topic because it's such a major topic in our community right now. And there are so many, mm-hmm. you know, young women and men that are struggling silently. So I want to definitely bring some light to that topic and, you know, hopefully impact people so that they can feel comfortable talking about where they're at and how they're feeling. Um, Well, I think
0: that is is just incredible. I feel like, in my opinion, I think every month we should talk about mental health. It's a very, very, very important topic. You know, it's something that I think a lot of people really didn't take that seriously until (laughs) COVID and you know us being quarantined and things like that so don't feel don't feel like you're being crazy or anything like you are mental health is something we need to talk about all the time (laughs) so to segue into our first question and just to lay down some ground rules if you guys need to turn off your camera go and check on something run to the restroom Totally fine. Um, probably after, um, probably after about 30, 40 minutes, we'll take a quick little intermission, and I have a short little video from a vendor that we're gonna play, so y'all can go to the bathroom. door. not worry, you ain't gotta hold your bladder for me. <laughs> so if you need to. The- do anything. Feel free to mute yourself, turn off your camera, go handle your business. And it's totally fine. So, <laughs> um, but just like how supreme was talking about, mental health is a very, very, very important topic. And I think as female entrepreneurs, we all can relate to the topic. We all have struggled with it in some kind of way. We all have, you know, especially dealing with COVID, we have, you know, uh, had to. Face a lot of things that we didn't think that we would ever have to face. Uh, have a lot of conversations that we might not have been ready to have. Um, so I wanted to start things off because I know each and every one of y'all. Y'all are all all moms, right? I'm a mom to be, but everybody's a mom, right? And Candace, you're a mom to be as well, right? Or do you you already have a, a child, right? Candace, can you say that again. Oh,
4: Your sound
0: is are
1: coming in, in and out. Well? Yeah,
0: it's going yeah. in and out. Okay, awesome. Can Can y'all
1: hear me now? Yeah.
0: yeah, but it was going in and out. Oh, sorry, sorry. It
2: might
0: be, it might be the echo in here that I have. So, okay, y'all can hear me good? I think we're still
6: having the same issue going in and mm-hmm. out. But I can oh, make yeah. out what you're saying.
2: Yeah.
6: Okay, hold on. Let me
0: let me check
2: something.
0: Um. Uh. <laughs> Okay. Test, test, test. One, two, three. Y'all can hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. perfect. So, um, no, I was say, Candace, you're a mom-to-be um, as well, right? No, yes, my wife you. is doing July. woo Congratulations. Yes.
6: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so, a mom-to-be um, as well. Oh, really? Congratulations. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I thought I was the only crazy pregnant lady out here.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> for some reason, well, it's delayed for me. It's in and out for me. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome.
0: So the first, the first question I was going to ask is, you know, I feel like whenever, when it comes to female entrepreneurship, one of the things that, uh, one of the topics that always comes up is having it all. You know, can women have it all? Can we do it all? You know, and with how entrepreneurship has grown, how easy it's become to be able to start a business, maintain a business, more and more women are getting into, you know, starting their own businesses, pursuing their own interests. Um, So how do you guys balance motherhood, relationship, business? I know some of us still work full-time jobs. How do you guys balance? Um, who? anybody want to go first
1: on answering that? <laughs> Nikki looked at me like, oh, girl, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I can talk about it. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I feel like as far as balance, uh, it's just about prioritizing, um, putting what is most important to you first. Um, for some people, it may be their full-time job that that's first because that's what funds the business. That's what runs the household. Or, you know, it may be your family that you put first because that's what motivates you to be able to run your business or um whatever motivates you I feel like is what should be put first and it's basically prioritizing to create a balance. Okay. So then, Can I, I a off of that. Oh, go ahead, um Abby. Also, outsourcing, outsource, outsource, outsource. You know, know, black women are almost shamed if you get a nanny. You're shamed if you get someone to help you around the home um, or if you bring in assistance. Doing so simply allows you to remain your best self, to show up as your best self, and to really put that time in. Like, I can't spend the weekend with my nieces and my nephews If I'm swamped in laundry or if I'm falling behind us in things, you know, get a personal assistant. We we have bought this lie of you've got to be the end all and be all, and that's not true. You just have to be great at what God has called you to do and bring in reinforcements without apology. If you need a break, send the kids to auntie's house. I have four of them I'm looking at right now. You know, and take that breather. It does not make you a bad mom. It does not make you a bad employee. If you bring in some assistance, do what God has called you to do and everything else that you can outsource. You'll come up some them people, sweep them up them floors and fold it laundry and help out with them kids while you go and present. So when you come home, you can be all mommy, all wife, or whatever it is, outsource. Anybody want to add on to that? And I've learned that yeah, this is still, you've got to be fluid. Like what works today may not work tomorrow. And if that's okay.
4: Absolutely. Just
1: understand that, you know, everything is an ongoing process. And don't beat yourself up because, okay, today I forgot X, Y, and Z. But tomorrow you may remember it all. It's okay to, you know, have shortcomings and shortfalls. Just remember that it's a fluid environment. Don't get stuck in like this. Because when you put your blinders on then you start forgetting other things
0: and all types of things are going awry. Very true. Dr. Stella, were you going to say something?
4: I just wanted to add uh, in terms of balance you have to have uh, the support system in anything you do you cannot do it by yourself like the um, first two speaker said you cannot do it by yourself your support system helps you get to where you're supposed to get like myself in anything i do the support of my husband is very important to me and my children so if i have that support it helps me balance uh, the family part of um, my business or whatever i do i have friends i have uh, religious um, my pastors my priests who can help me with the support as long as you have all these integral part of you support system attached to what you do you'll be able to balance whatever you're doing. Absolutely.
0: I think that's very, very important. Especially for in the black community, I think that we have such an issue when it comes to I think we have this way, oh, hi, we can see you now. (laughs) So I think in the black community we have this, for black women, we view each other as superwomen. So we have this idea that You can't ask for help. You can't, uh, you know, know, rely on anybody. anybody, anybody. As a woman, you're supposed to to carry the load by yourself. yourself. You know, as we see so many generations, like I know we all probably look to our, um, you know, some type of older woman in our life, whether it's a mom or an aunt or a grandmother that never broke a sweat, never (laughs) complained a day in her life. And, you know, we think that and we see that and we think, okay, I have to be the same way. I can't cry. I can't be angry. I can't, you know. But in all reality, it's like, it's okay. It's not (laughs) that you're not breaking any rules. You're not committing a crime. If you have a bad day, if you can't do it all, if you, um you know, if you can't figure it out, you know, I think in the black community especially, we put a lot of pressure on women to make them feel like, you got to have it all figured out by yourself. If you don't, you're like a horrible
2: person. You know, do
6: you, how do you guys feel about that? I'll start that off. I was listening to a podcast not too long ago, actually yesterday, and it was all about focusing on self because you can't pour from a glass that's empty. So you have to first pour into yourself in order for you to give anything else to anybody. So it's all about, like you said before, toprina, did I say that right? To three <laughs> to free, okay, um, just like she was saying earlier, you have to prioritize what's important to you, so if you need to take a break and do what you need to do for yourself, then do that. If you're able to go help somebody do something, then do that, but it's all about making sure that you're taking care of yourself first before you take care of anyone else, and
4: realize
5: it's okay to say no. Yes,
2: absolutely.
1: Definitely. I don't know if some absolutely. people think that word is like poison or something. Like, they're not going to blow up. You're not going to die if you tell somebody no. It's okay. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a quick question. How many of us have had a problem saying no before?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> before, <yeah. laughs> absolutely. 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 We all have been here. Everybody. Absolutely. I think um, in conjunction with. Candace, I believe it was, with not only pouring into yourself but allowing other people to do so as well, which is what Dr. Stel was talking about, that support system. Like, my friends sometimes catch when I'm slipping before it hits me because I'm always in go mode. And so sometimes I don't have the luxury of going, you are burning out. You are starting to, you know. And so sometimes my friend will pull me to the side. And, like, my best friend, he's a guy, and it's it's hilarious because he goes, ABJ, you're doing that thing again. I'm like, boy, can you be a little bit more specific? What exactly (laughs) is the thing? You know, he's like, that, that right there. And you're snapping or you're not eating. And I've been noticing you've been texting all times of night, which means you're not sleeping. You're in school. So I can only imagine. So sometimes my friends will catch me and be like, turn it off. Like I had a friend who literally came over the house, closed my laptop, took my phone, was like, go take a nap. You're cranky because you're sleepy. When's the last time you slept? You know, so... Sometimes I think we 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 isolate ourselves and we put all the pressure on us as opposed to allowing your community to also be able to pour into you and it helps you rebuild quicker. Um and especially if it's reciprocal. So if you're pouring into them and you're pouring into others, God by nature aligns it to where those that you need, if you allow them, will be able to do that kind of same thing and that buffering for us is just, you know, are you going to listen to them if they tell you you need to go and have lunch, you know, without fussing them out, which I am guilty of. I apologize when y'all see this. I said it before, the whole world, you know, but you've got to also allow your community to rebuild you and take a vacation. I'm done. Take a vacation (laughs) to celebrate, not to go and sleep because you woe out But, like, to celebrate your accomplishments, that also builds you up and gives you strength to come back to fight another day. Because, listen to all of us, we all do really difficult work, you know. If you're in the people business, it's a difficult work. So sometimes you just need to unplug and just give it all back to God and build yourself back up to be able to come and continue that hard work.
0: I think that's very true. I, I read somewhere once that, you know how we always say it takes a village to raise a child? Well, once that child grows up and becomes adult, they still need that village. <laughs> they still Absolutely. need that support system and that those people around them to hold them accountable. Like, just every just like how you say your friends come, close your laptop, tell you, okay, you need a break. You need to go in, you know. <laughs> I think, um Dr. Stella, I think you mentioned, like, your husband, like, being there, being that support system and whatnot, like having those your person that those core people in your life that hold you accountable and keep you grounded is so very, very, very important. I know when I was getting started out, I used to push people away and, <laughs> and be so difficult, and people just used to be like, "Girl, you don't just sit out somewhere." Else. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right, right, right. So I think it's very important that you know we have you make sure you have someone in your life, someone or people in your life that hold you accountable and keep you grounded
2: and keep you sane. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: So, awesome. Um, Adriana, were you going to say something? Because I know we mentioned outsourcing. I know you're the outsourced
5: queen. So I, <laughs> so I
1: wanted you to like you help me some more.
5: so i always preach that (laughs) for entrepreneurs even like personal life because i was doing mom models like i found like delivery services for my toddler so i I got toddler meals that can be delivered and all that stuff but business-wise i always tell people like even if you can't afford like another small business owner like even like my services i usually tell people like just go to fiverr get something quick done but like i am team If you don't feel like if you get any kind of dread or something like that, like, coming up, like, just find someone else to do it. Like, it saves so much time. Like, that is my thing. I'll just, like, figure out your budget, figure out what you don't want to do, just get rid of it. And, like, it'll start pouring back. Like, you start realizing how much time you actually save and having someone else to deal with that stuff for you. Like, you just don't care. But, like, my problem was I didn't trust people, so to speak. Like, even though I'm telling you all, trust me with your business, but I didn't trust people to do my – um. Stuff so I'm just like oh, I don't know if y'all actually know what I'm doing, and I was like I kind of have right, a thing. Right, so like, Yeah, so that's why I started doing the procedures for other business owners because I was just like, of course they don't know how I do stuff. I don't even have it written down. So when I actually am like burning out, I don't have anybody to be able to come in and just kind of do what I do because I don't have anything in place for them. And that's kind of like another thing for like being like a good leader and stuff like that, just having the. Too much my like, my process and stuff in order. but yeah, it was just some things I kind of had to learn. But like now, I'm just like, as soon as I got a little extra change, I'm like, what do not I feel like doing? So I got someone else doing, and I'm able to make, you so, like, <laughs> either I'm able to make more money because of it, or I'm able to actually rest more. Like I actually have now like a dedicated day off. I have a virtual assistant that does my stuff. Like I just kind of like let her go. I like, have her <laughs> just do whatever. Yeah, like it's it's a there So I was, like, if you're on the fence about something get y'all stuff done, and just business-wise way anyway. Personal life, that's the whole thing, but back in my little thing, I told my husband, like, we about to have a maiden here once a week and some other stuff, but, <laughs> like, I am team, like, we deserve lingerie. I we deserve, like, all the nice things, like, I'm not, no. <laughs> if I don't have to do it, I'm not about to do it.
1: <laughs> awesome. I agree. Awesome. I agree. That's biblical, though. Like, if you look at some other communities, they specialize in their specialty in everything else. They have a butcher for the meat. They got a mechanic for the cart. And they're out here trying to be jack of all trades. And that's something that, you know, again, I think we've seen it because we had to. Uh, but then we don't separate like, okay, they had to. I can make a different choice. But like Adriana was saying, listen, what what am I supposed to be doing? Everything else? We gonna find the coins and the favor to make them come together. Because so, you can produce so much more. I'm listen. I'm with Adriana. I ain't know about them kids meals. I'm telling my sister about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that information, so um, yeah. Wait. I think I need all of y'all information. I can't wait to connect with y'all off screen. <laughs>
5: yeah. I'll be the camera, out but yeah, I'll wait. By the end of this year, I don't want to be doing nothing. <laughs> doing anything but creating and resting.
1: That's it.
5: And Adriana, I I
0: always I always anytime like. I always message her anytime I need to bounce ideas off, or if I'm feeling crazy about something, or like if I'm creating a new policy or putting a new process in place, I always run to Adriana. I'm like, is this crazy? Am I, am I tripping? Am I doing the right thing? <laughs> See, like, it's important to, networking is so, so, it's a big part of building that village because when you build those relationships, meet other women, meet other entrepreneurs just in general, you can build that community of people you can reach out to like, hey, I need help with this. Hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can you you work with me on this? Because I – and this is something I had to teach myself. Like, you know, I can have it all, but I can define what having it all means. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I have to – my schedule has to be jam packed, twenty four seven, not getting no sleep or anything like that, you know. And especially with me about to be a mom, like I, like I'm thinking about that even more now. Like, you know, I, I can, I can still do the things that I want to do, you know. I just have to be very clear on what those things are, you know. <laughs>
2: right.
0: So, um, I'm pretty sure we all can relate to burnout and doing too much or offering services you know, that just are way out of our league because I just used to do this much, and after a while I'm like, why in the world am I doing this? What, what What am I getting from this? I know 40 other people that do this. I can just pass this off to somebody else because I'll refer you to somebody real quick like, hey,
2: um, let me get you such and such a amazing <laughs> <So, laughs>
3: Sadina,
0: did you want to um, add anything on? I don't know if you're
3: frozen. I was at first. I think I'm good now.
0: Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to add anything on.
3: <laughs> no, I'm actually just listening. You know, I really am a introvert, so I'm listening. She's
0: amazing, you guys. So y'all are gonna y'all are gonna see the the glory that is Sedena soon once we is <laughs> <laughs> the, the event. Okay, so we talked about mental health and finding that balance, having it all. What is, okay, now I, I feel like self-care is naturally just the perfect topic to jump to. So what is you guys' self-care routine? You know, I know... uh Nowadays, like uh, so many people now, we we always say, oh, make sure you make time for self-care, 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 you know. But I think we oftentimes forget that self-care can be anything that we want it to be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be just setting boundaries and just saying, you know what, after a certain time of day, I'm not replying to messages, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that or I'm not going to do this on this day, or like Adriana said, I have she has a mandatory day off, you know. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Stella, I would love to hear about your self-care routine because I know you do it all.
4: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if I, I do it all 24-7. I try my best, but it's tough. <laughs> I can tell you that it's tough. Um, I do have a, a lot of self, self-care routine I do. Honestly, the pandemic has changed everything for me. It used to be prior to the pandemic, I love going to the gym. I plug in my music and listen to African music and dance and have my moves on. But with the pandemic, I've not been to the gym for at least a a year now, close to a year now. And it's really really affecting me mentally because Mm -hmm. that's a, a place I go. That's my space I go to have fun. But one thing I also love to do I like to sleep. No matter how busy I am, as soon as I get home, take my dinner, I try to get a little bit of the news, CNN, what's going on in the world, I retire to bed, and I go to bed. I try to get at least eight hours sleep every night if I can. You know, I, like I shared with you a couple of um, days ago, I love to travel. Some people will see traveling as being stressful. Trust me, it's stressful no matter wherever you are going. The time it takes to pack your bag, the time it takes to get to the airport, to get to where you are going. But traveling to me, sometimes it's my own self-care thing that I do. I have four children in the universities, four different states. So when I travel with my husband to see them, that's my self-care. When I'm with them, I'm myself. I don't have to dress up. I don't have to do anything. We're just sitting down cracking jokes, you know, so you find out what works for you, whatever that works for you that makes you feel relaxed, that makes you feel happy and doing, care could be anything. Like this Sunday, tomorrow my husband is off, he's not on call, so I'm, I'm excited about it, it looks like Christmas to me, so we're going to shut mm-hmm. off all our cell phones, <laughs> cell phones, nobody's going to look at the laptop, we're just going to sit down and enjoy each other's company. Probably watch the news of, um, I don't want to mention it, uh, one of the Royals going to speak tomorrow. So we're mm-hmm. going to watch it just to relax. So find out what works for you. You need to distress. You need to take a deep breath. You need to enjoy yourself and ease off. Mental health is real. Mental health is real. We can have it all, but you, you have to be alive to have it all. That's mm-hmm. all I have to say.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, hey
1: pre how about you? What's your self care routine? Um, my self care routine is on Sundays. Um I like to go to church. If I don't get out to church, I'm listening to um a sermon online where I can get a word of encouragement. Um, I also like to do skincare. I do my skincare routines on Sundays. Um Sundays is really just a relaxed day for me. Like I, I really don't even do the laundry on Sundays. <laughs>
2: um
1: that's basically it. Also, uh um, like reading daily affirmations is, is self care for me as well. Um being in prayer is definitely self care for me. Um taking a nice warm bath is just you know, self-care for me as well. Awesome.
0: Yeah. How about you, Candice?
6: Well, I try and do something every day. So I have an alarm set for tea time, two times a day, Um, one at eight and another one at four because I have to have my afternoon and morning tea. And usually I use that time to, like, meditate or journal and get my thoughts out because my mind is always racing. Um, so I do that on a daily um as well as my shower like my shower is life on every day for me i between <laughs> two radios, two Pandora stations, either Tucker or um Ire, and that's like really my time to either like dance and try not to kill myself in the shower (laughs) 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 from the day. So um, that's on a daily. And then like on Saturdays, um, I'll get up early in the morning. If I have a nail appointment, go and get my nails done, um, try and take myself out for lunch or something. Um, That's like every other Saturday. So it's really whatever I'm in the mood for, but I try and make sure I take time for my self-care daily.
0: Okay.
3: Awesome. Nikki,
0: what about you?
3: Well, I'm, I'm a bit different. So my self-care is if I feel myself getting overwhelmed,
1: total and complete silence. Like I can sit in my room and lay in my bed and just listen to the hum of the house or the cars going by the outside. It's just. I've always been the type of person that always had to have some type of stimulant going on around me. And the older I get, the more I notice that that's causing me to be more stressed. And when I discovered how I felt during silence, I was
5: like, Oh, this is what relaxation feels like. Okay. So that's my thing. Either that or a big, huge, ginormous poke bowl.
1: I love food. I'm a foodie as you can tell. I love poke brothers. I could go and get me a, of shrimp and
5: crab meat poke bowl, put on something funny,
1: and I'll be happy as class. <laughs>
5: Adriana, what about you? Well, one of mine, going to therapy, I had to come back during COVID because I was having a terrible time trying to manage everything and like even sitting in self-care. I was like, what the heck is self-care? like, I'm not going to do this. But anyway... <laughs> Therapy is definitely one, and, like, she stays on top of me to make sure I do it. So, like, I like doing baths. Like, Nikki, I like to eat. My thing is sweet. When <laughs> like, I'll get my cookies, and I'll sit there and watch Netflix. I'll have, like, we have a mandatory quiet time. You have no one next or whatever. Like, y'all don't bother me for, like, an hour. <laughs> like, I'll go watch Netflix. I'll either, like, journal. I'll do something, but, like, I try to make sure I have some kind of quiet or do some quiet activity. I listen to my lo-fi, something, something to kind of, like, keep me off edge and I don't have to worry about anything. So that's mine.
0: Okay. All right. And, Evie, what about you?
1: Um, I piggyback. I definitely therapy is one of mine. It's the most constant one for me. So even if I, like, fail miserably at everything else, like, it's a standing appointment. Um, also running, working out, de-stresses me. I found myself right. in a funk yesterday and I did almost three miles and then I went, Oh girl, you're getting too old for this. You gotta, you know, we gotta schedule this in." And my body needs to know in advance that so we're going to go do three miles. But I was just <laughs> on a flip. sounds like before I say something, I cannot get back. Let me just go and try and burn it off. So running is definitely, uh, running and my appointments are the most, standing. So I try other stuff, um, but I haven't, I haven't quite got to y'all level yet. I, I don't, I don't know if I do it daily. That's for sure. But I do when I notice that I try to go. Okay, I need to do what, am, what, what is missing. So that's kind of how my life is scheduled right now with everything that's going on. Okay. I'm vicariously living through y'all though. Like I'm taking notes while y'all talking. I'm like, this is too good. I can't. I got to try this.
0: Awesome. So, Dina, what about you? What's your self yeah, I know we talk about
3: self care all the time, girl.
0: So, so let's talk about yes. your self care routine.
3: <laughs> um, so my self care is actually every day. I wake up at four thirty every morning and I meditate with God. I fast every day. Literally, um, like I just got off a of fast that I was actually awake for five days, no sleep at all. Um I always just believe God for the supernatural. And so my self-care is always resting in him. And so even when I'm working, um, my alarm is set at different times. My children that I work with, which are special needs, we meditate every morning. Um, We listen to uh, meditation for children. I also do yoga. Um, I do spiritual yoga, and I do spiritual empowerment every day. And I speak. um, So today is March 6th, so I speak six affirmations over myself, like, each day. So if it's day one, I speak one affirmation. But I'm always resting in God. I'm always reading my Bible and just making sure that my children, um, like I have four kids. I have one in college, but I am a mommy mom. I spend pretty much all day, every day with somebody, kids or my own. Uh, my kids have a really busy schedule, so I always have to make sure that I'm in place and in position. So. I just, mostly my self-care comes from being a mommy mom and just meditating on what God wants me to do for that day. So my day actually starts at 4 a.m. and it ends probably like 1 or 2 in the morning. But I'm routine. That's I run off organization. So that's basically, and I always tell people, just when you're resting in God, you find out who you really are. You know, you, you tend not to have days because you're, He allows you to find out who you are in a person so you become authentic, and so that's who I am. And because of that, I've learned how to do self care like I do it all day, every day. So I don't have a a particular moment, I just know that at 4 a.m., my body is going to rise up, and I do that from 4 to 6. Um, just you know, talking to God, and I literally talk to Him just like I talk to a human. And then I start my day, and at eight o'clock, my kids come in my room, and we're meditating from eight to nine. Like they know, like we meditate on success because I want to build that generational wealth, not just financially, but mentally and spiritual. So that that's just what I do. Awesome, awesome! I'm
0: gonna tell. I'm
3: gonna,
0: I got a funny story for my self care routine. So me and my me and my worker, we actually have, uh, we call them, like, spa days. <laughs> so we'll, like, uh, do, like, the masks. We'll, uh, you know, do, like, hair stuff. We'll, do, we'll give each other, like, foot massages, hand massages, and things like that. Because when we first started dating, he would go through, like, my stuff and be like, oh, what's this? What's this? And I'm like, well, come here. Let me put it on your face. <laughs> so we just have like spa days where we just pamper each other um, usually it kind of fluctuates between like Sundays or Wednesdays sometimes but I definitely like everything that you guys said like little little things here and there like walking, music and I know I do things like that on a daily especially being pretty <laughs> um, so definitely all of those things and I'm hoping everybody else is Picking up little things because I need to incorporate eating more into my my self care routine. <laughs> so, Nikki,
1: you've inspired me. I'm trying to tell you, no, <laughs> so, because
0: I think though, uh, I know DoorDash is gonna get sick of me after a while. I know Amazon is gonna get sick of me after a while. That's another self care routine, but you know not everybody see it like that
2: way. <laughs> I
1: see you did it.
2: I see you did it.
1: <laughs> awesome. So first name basis so, with the driver. Yeah, <laughs> you know I want I'm, I'm like, hey, <laughs> and they just
2: look
1: like, I've seen you like three times this week, like back yeah,
0: it. <laughs> awesome. So. Great. So we talked about mental health, self-care. So one is, I want to get into kind of like a fun topic, and I know I'm curious to hear everybody's um, responses. Um, social media, we're all on it. Not everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not everybody wants to be on it, you know. But unfortunately, with having a business and doing the things that we do, we have to have maintained some kind of presence um, on there consistently. So what effect do you feel like social media and technology has had on you and your business? Like, how do you, because I know over the years, I feel like social media more and more, it can it can be very taxing on a person, you know, when it comes to the content, when it comes to the crazy things that people talk about, crazy things that people do on social media, you know, um, so... What is what is you guys' experience with it? How do you kind of like create a, a boundary or barrier between you and social media, and how do you incorporate it into your business? I'm gonna pick on Candace
2: because you're right there, <laughs> <laughs> so you should go first.
6: Ah, uh, social media. I have a love hate relationship with it. Um. I like it for all of the wonderful things in terms of content that's out there, but in terms of me having to build out that content and having to be consistent and put it out on a daily basis, not so much because it's a lot. And one thing that I do need to get better about is outsourcing and allowing someone else to do it for me. But, of course, just starting out, I was like, hey, I can do this. Like, I know what I want to talk about. But just, like, trying to find the time to put it in there and still be able to provide the service for my clients, yeah, it's a bit overwhelming. But um, for the most part, I like it because that's I have garnered a lot of business from being on social media. Um, And then also just net- networking. Like, that's been a real big thing for me as well uh, with meeting other colleagues that's in the same field as me. so. I say I have a love-hate relationship with it, but I really enjoy it.
0: <laughs> Adriana, what about you? Because you know me and you, we, we mean gals, so we do we We create
5: a mean of everything. <laughs> oh, goodness. I feel like, is my camera on for y'all now? I just have my bet. Oh, okay, good. I'm going to try eating chicken just in case I do All right, but Anyway, um, I have a love-hate relationship with it. So, of course, like, uh, business-wise, like, it's good and stuff, but, man, it is taxing trying to do the content. And then half the time you post, you have to make sure you're engaging because you're not getting anything from posting half the time. Like, they'll see it, but, like, if you're not talking to them, it's just, like, so it's, like, extra time. But it's time to but I like being on there. I just (laughs) – it's, like, my my business is all completely online, but, like, I just cannot – Say on being on social media and especially more so now because we had to like because COVID and there's like more people on there and it's just it's just a lot I just <laughs> I'm trying to find ways to get off of it or not be on it as much just because it's just it's I feel like it's too much information, and then I see all people like you know, it's pinching and stuff on it, so like it just wears me out. So I just have to step back sometimes from it. But it's love hate. Like I love the business and stuff, but like personal wise, it's just kind of like I have to pick and choose what I actually want to look at and I have to hide from people sometimes or on friends, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Like I said, love hate relationship is the best way to put it.
1: Evie, <laughs> what about you?
5: <laughs>
1: I just look at it as a client. You know, you got to talk to them. If you don't have an appointment, then I don't have to talk to you. Um, it has made me international. I can, from my office, talk to people anywhere in the world. I can offer my services. So it's a beautiful thing. But, I, again, I just look at it as a person because there's some days I'm just not going to answer for you. I, I, Whatever it is, can wait till tomorrow. You will not implode. And I'll go and look at it tomorrow. Um, and automation, 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 automation. I have a constant date where I go and I know what I'm going to talk about for the month or whatever, and I build it all out, I plug several hours, upload it, and let it go. So that's one less thing that I have to worry about because time is something else um, that's, you know, not as abundant. So, listen, what is going to make my life easier? And if my life is going to be easier by not talking to you today, you'll live till tomorrow. (laughs) May the Lord be with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only he can do it. I'm just saying. Only he can do it, y'all. Automation and scheduling is definitely something I take advantage of. I'm telling y'all, if y'all don't do it, please, please, please yes. like take advantage of Facebook. It has the publishing tools where you can schedule posts for both IG and Facebook. Please mm-hmm. use it because I use it all the time and I schedule my content out for about two to three months. You know, so I pre-plan all my content. I will sit one day and just create content all day and just schedule everything out. See you when you're <laughs> That's what I do. And I just make sure I share, I engage, and I keep up like that because they can be very, like, oh,
2: like Very much
0: so. free what about you? How, how do you deal with social
1: media? Well, I feel a little bit different than you guys do. Um, so I just want to say that I started my business in the middle of a pandemic in June of last year, and within seven months, I made eleven thousand dollars in sales. Wow! And that's for me being active, paying attention, just like you said, using Canva, scheduling content, um, oh. also running paid ads. Like you can, you 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 want to have a budget. For your uh, advertisements, where you you run paid ads, so you can get the attention of people that's outside of your network. Like it's like it's stressful when you are posting stuff, and you don't get likes, you don't get shares because you're only posting within your network. Like you have to you have to expand beyond your network because most of the time, your biggest supporters is going to be people that don't know you. Right. Um, so, I I mean, and also, when it comes to, I understand what you guys mean by, you know, the negativity and be, taking on other people's energy, but I have uh, trained myself to block out all negativity. I don't address nothing negative. I don't look at nothing negative. I will keep scrolling quick, <laughs> you know, but, I mean, I just feel a little differently about it because by me being on social media, I learn a lot about people. You know, I learned how to engage, how to approach, you know, how to market, you know, um, how to build relationships, because that is definitely something that is important when you're in business. You have to be able to build relationships, like, even if you're an introvert. I'm an introverted person. Like I, I get my energy from being by myself, but you have to be able to build those relationships in order for your business to thrive and, you know, do what it do.
0: very very true Um, Nikki what about you
1: I started out all I was like social media queen I love everything and then the longer I've been in business and the more around people like "Mm, not so much like personally I'll be on Instagram and Facebook all day but I had to learn how to put that type of energy into my business so I'm like a scatterbrain like I just want to create I just want to design an event. I don't want to really have to sit down and think about. Well, I need to schedule this this day, that day, and put this type of content out. So I'm having to pull my focus in and learn how to do that.
5: But overall, you know, social media can be fun. It can
1: be taxing, but it is, it is a necessary evil. And if you want to be successful in business, you know, you just have to learn how to, like anything, balance. and
2: simple.
0: I know uh, something else that I, I, I've spoken to people about uh, that I've heard that people do is, you know, they give themselves, like, schedule certain times of the day um, where they, because I've met entrepreneurs that just don't have the time, period, just to be on social media, but I always tell people, like, hey, if you want to avoid the getting lost down the rabbit hole and, you know, getting caught up in other things, like, give yourself, like, an hour or two every day, where you just sit and just scroll. You post content. You engage on your pages. You know, research hashtags. Do all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And even if you set a timer, I had one one client that used to set a timer. Like mm-hmm. after these two hours, I'm done. I'm throwing I'm around the room. Like, That's a good just, idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, just giving yourself once you get home. Or oh, once you get home from work, I know some people, um, you know, when they get home from work, they pull up and they sit outside for a little while. But you're sitting outside, just scroll on your phone and, and and get get all of get all that you need to get, and then when you go in the house, you just put it up and <laughs> and then that's it.
4: Yeah. So Stella, that's did you have Anything, else, anything you want to add? Um, the only thing i actually came late to social media. Um, Facebook and Instagram. Initially, I'm of the old school. I didn't even want my kids to be involved in social media. <laughs> but uh, eventually, they got to convince me. Social media is beautiful, although I don't have a personal Facebook. I don't have a personal Instagram, but I use it just professionally. I do have a, a platform that I have, it's called Met Hour with Dr. Stella. I opened that platform for those in developing countries. I don't have readily available access to medical care for them to send me their questions, and it's been working. Social media has really helped me with that. You know I've learned, like a, a previous week, I think is TED said about engaging, networking, forming relationships, knowing how to respond to people. So it's something I'm, I'm still growing on it and learning how to do if it, it has been helpful. I, I, I can tell you that it has been helpful. But again, you have to be careful. You don't have the whole time to spend there. Even if you put in hour, an hour there, make sure the hour that you're putting there is a positive and productive hour. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't bother about likes or no likes. It's all about going there to help people. I'm in. I'm, I'm out. Right. Okay. Awesome.
0: Awesome. So Gina, did you want to add anything?
3: Um. I am not a social media person and Kim does get on to me about being on social media, Um, but I literally built my first nonprofit. It's called Shoes for Fit from marketing the old fashioned way. Um, It's been rolling for four years. It's not even on social media and I do it, um, but because of the pandemic, I became um, a faith, um, Crisis and leadership coach, a blogger, an author and all those things, and I really don't do social media like that, but they have this new platform called the Clubhouse. I have built a huge platform just from like that, you know, that part of social media. But other than like Facebook and stuff like that, I always said that it's not about the likes, it's about the lives, because I'm all about making sure that I'm building a queenship and being the example. Um, and so a lot of times we can get tied up into the negativity of it and we get sidetracked and so we start competing and comparing ourselves to other people and so for me social media is just social media. It is what it is. Um, if you have a strong mind frame about your business and what you're doing and it it's not too effective, you know, so I would just tell people to go for what you know, be yourself, you know, see to pray over your business because it's not about the people, it's about what God has planted inside of you. And if it's God built, then it's going to build. If it's man built, it's going to stay the same. So that's just how I look at social media. I just do it the old fashioned way, it's merely by hearsay. So if you've got great customer service, people are going to come back and they're going to refer. And so social media really doesn't affect me much because I, I'm just who I am. So, you know, that's just me. Awesome. So
0: I know you mentioned Clubhouse, Sabina. What other what social media platforms do does everybody use? I know most of us are Facebook, IG, but anybody use Clubhouse, Twitter, um,
5: Periscope, YouTube, any of those other platforms?
0: Awesome. Yeah. I've been moving linked LinkedIn lately. Yeah, well, I've been LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn,
5: and and yeah. IT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. LinkedIn is one that
1: a lot of people forget, yeah. Yeah, and it's someone... a major platform, LinkedIn. Yeah. It has, like, legit business people, investors, people yeah. that you can really get in front of that could maybe take you to the next level.
3: Yeah. And there's also one called Um, um You can connect through... Um, like the internet, eligible. people can actually search, say for instance life coaching or trauma, and your business actually can pop up and they can start following you and ask you questions. Like I got one question, you know, how well are you doing throughout the pandemic? Um, and so people can just connect with you that way, but it's like our internet, social media, so. Okay, does anybody have a favorite platform?
0: I, Instagram is mine. I, I can get lost down the deepest One of the Instagram. I know a lot of people are coming more now, but anybody have a favorite and want to share why it's your
5: favorite?
6: Believe it or not, TikTok is one of my favorites.
5: And that's another
2: one.
6: And it's just because of so much content that you're able to put within like that 30 seconds. Like you can put words, you can actually talk it, but then also Instagram reels as well. Because I find that a lot of people are watching more videos versus actually looking at pictures. So definitely TikTok and Instagram are two of my favorites based on videos. Okay.
0: Anybody else have a favorite?
1: I think YouTube and Instagram, my followers are completely different between Facebook and Instagram. Like, Instagram spends more money than Facebook in my area, Um, but I'm a YouTube, Instagram buff. Like, I love it. Everything you need to know is on Instagram and Facebook, whether you want to know it or not. It's stuff you don't even know you need <laughs> to know until you <laughs> <You're> like it. <laughs> where's it been my whole life? And then there's a club where like you can, you know, network with people. They're so willing to help. Um and or share things that you did not ask for. So exactly. I I love I'm I'm a YouTuber. I like YouTube and Instagram. Yeah.
3: Does anybody know when as Android users
1: are going to be able to get on Clubhouse?
3: <laughs>
0: I, I feel left out of the club the party no. i'm left out too right he says They're
3: so working on it now like i i've been on it for a very long time and we they actually just linked out that they're supposed to like have it all together like by next month actually right. yeah so we might so be able to go to the party was, y'all yeah you guys can join, and i have about 18 invites, so, like, I have a lot of invites, so as soon as they Tell drop me. it, like, <laughs> you know, I can invite one you one. because I mean, when, I, when I say your business will flourish, it flourished. Like, I became a six, like, six-digit incomer in less than two months from being on um, Clubhouse. Like, literally, I don't even do individual coaching anymore because I don't have the time, like, Literally, I was in tears, like, what, two months? Like, almost two months ago, Kim, because I legit needed an assistant. Like, I was like, I cannot do this. I'm, like, I'm freaking out because I didn't want to turn people away. But God told me, he was like, no, you're going to do group coaching. Just get it all together. And so, but literally, the money, like, I mean, these people just, I'm like, where have these people been? Like, they just start, they just start sowing into you. Like, you just get on there and you're like, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing trauma. I'm doing skincare, and they just look at your bio and they start following you. And like, if you match up to what you're saying, like they just start sewing into you. I'm like, what in the world is going on? But yes, that, that's the new clubhouse is a new thing. <laughs> I did want to piggyback on
1: a clubhouse. Clubhouse is definitely um. Something where you can learn, like it really pour into you as far as knowledge, uh, wise, and how to structure, how to do this, how to do that. Um, it's a lot of different topics, a lot of different subjects on there. Like I had a lady, because I work for T-Mobile as well, called me on the phone. She want, she has um Android, so she wanted to switch to iPhone. She wanted to get on there to date. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They also have dating uh, rooms as well. So it's just a, it's a big world. And what I normally go on there for is basically just learning how to market my business and, you know, make structure my business better. But it just, I mean, seven-figure, eight-figure income earners, investors, they just really pour that knowledge
3: that you got to pay for. Out. And it's not from Facebook and Instagram. Like, this is legit, like, pretty much old-fashioned marketing. Like, um, I literally had an event in November that sold out, and I did not I did a little bit on social media, but I literally went to businesses like, hey, this is what I'm doing with the community. I mean, I did a turkey drive as well as a Christmas drive, and the pour out was like insane, and it did not come from social media. So it was like the people on Clubhouse, they got there because of old-fashioned marketing, literally. It was not, you know, they do teach you about how to be on social media, but... A lot of it is, like, merely you just got to get out of your comfort zone, and I have had to get out of my comfort zone.
5: I was about to say the same thing. I was, like, I pretty much learned, like, from some of the other ones there, just, like, make sure you make the connection and just talk to people and stuff, but most of the time, like she said, it's, like, literally network, network with the right people and actually going out and meet the other business owners and, like... They call it boost the ground or something like that. <laughs> boost the ground. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, but it's been good. That and Clubhouse and Instagram are actually my favorite one. Facebook, I still get a lot of traffic from there, but I was like, I'm pretty sure it's just because of the stuff I post on my personal page. Because I don't know what to be on my business page. But um, I'm glad <laughs> they just like what I post on my personal page. But I was like, most of my traffic comes from um, Facebook, Instagram, and now Clubhouse since I'm actually trying to use it more and actually speaking up and beforehand, I was kind of just hiding out, but it's been good. Awesome. I have a
1: question. Um, Mm -hmm. The lady that works with the disabled kids um, that uh,
3: makes clubhouse, do you have a nonprofit business? I do. I do. I'm actually dropping my new nonprofit um, once I get with Kim after all this going on to um, actually... um, Go ahead and just drop it. I'm actually getting ready to open a school in Beaufort. And oh, wow. so I'm not sharing with anybody. I always move in silence. I tell people that all the time. Do not tell people your the vision that God has given you because people will pray against you and not for you. And so God gave me a vision for a school. Somebody blessed me with a business. I told it to somebody December the 31st. I looked at a building that I've been looking for, trying to save for, and they they blessed me with it and gave me the deed. So I didn't have to pay anything, and so, oh, awesome. uh, yes, yeah. I, this is why it's important to rest mm-hmm. in God. Like, I, it, God has just been amazing. So I'm actually getting ready to open up a school because I work with all levels of special needs, nonverbal, learning disability development delay and physical um, delay with autism. I am a four-level four language, sign language teacher. I do speech pathology, um, uh, just everything that comes with special needs. I make sure I do parent strategies along with that. And I'm also a behavior, emotional, and mental strategist for adolescents and school-age children. And I just, you know, my son, um, my oldest son is a product of rape. And he had autism, along with a learning disability. So my passion came from that. He graduated last year with 15 acceptances and four full rides. And so I was able to create a content that basically um, worked around all levels of autism. And then I was over 300 million kids and 112 of them were artistic. And all those children met needs. So I work with three different counties now, teaching children how to read on their level, along with math, and so, I just, I love doing it. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to special needs, I sleep it, eat it, everything. I, I, Kim will tell you, like, I, I, yeah, like, I love, especially my nonverbal, I have a student now that was Down syndrome. They say he would never be able to use a ball or work. He's bouncing the ball, and he's actually on his, he's actually one of the highest level in Beaufort County. And I've only worked with them for three months, so it's a lot, but I do it because I know the struggle. <laughs> I know the struggle. Man,
0: awesome,
3: awesome.
0: I love hearing stories like these and y'all connecting. So oh, y'all make me so excited. <laughs> so uh, I got one more question for y'all before we take a quick little break. Um, So I know we talked about social media and connecting and networking. Um, So do you guys think that mentoring and coaching can help or hurt a business owner? I know I've heard over the years so many people say, oh, don't get a business coach. Oh, don't get a business mentor or anything like that. Or some people are like, oh, Well, one was able to help me. Or have you guys ever dealt with, you know, a business coach or a business mentor? What what has your experience been like when it comes to mentorship and coaching, um, especially amongst your peers, other female-owned businesses, um, or just other business owners in general?
3: I
1: advocate for them. Coaches and mentors are completely different, so they're not the same. Um, Their responsibilities are different. I think it's more important to find the right person for you who has um, deliverables, who you can look at and see where their tips and tricks work for them. Because if it's not working for them, then there's a good possibility that maybe they just haven't figured it out yet. But also a good fit. Personality-wise, I have a very strong personality. Um So you can't just be like, well, I would suggest, ABJ, did you do it? I I don't need the lecture. Did you do it? It's a yes or no question, you know, and go on from there. But um, I I would highly suggest a coach and a mentor. Uh, Again, one is there to make sure that you are accountable and you're doing and you're thinking through the processes. Another one is to motivate you to get up and go. Um, And I think both are very much needed. Um, uh, you just gotta make sure that it is the right fit. But I I don't I would not be where I am without mine. So I swear by this. Yeah.
0: And I think it's very important when you're going to um I like what you said, you established that there is a difference between the two. I think the important thing is if you're going to you know, approach someone about coaching you or mentoring you, you want to make sure you know exactly what it is that you need. Like, you want to make sure you know exactly, like, okay, I know that I'm not motivated. I know that I need somebody to help me with this. Because I see so often sometimes people just, they don't even know. They just feel like they just want a, a coach or a mentor just to say they, they have a coach or a mentor. And you don't just necessarily want to just have just anybody around just telling you things or whatnot, you want to make sure you know exactly what it is, like, this is what I need, this is what I know I don't need, so that you can be able to communicate to them, like, hey, I, I need somebody that can do this, or and it helps you to be able to identify people that can, you know, because some of us need that stern like, him, we need to do this or do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, some of us might just need somebody to you know, be a little bit more patient, not as stern and things like that. So I think it's understanding your needs and being realistic with yourself is very important in that as well. And I'm sorry, did I interrupt
5: somebody with that was gonna talk? Sadina, was it you? No. Oh, okay. I thought I thought something I was, was going sitting to here agreeing with Evie. I was like I was pretty much about to say the same thing because I beforehand I was like, I don't need a coach, like I'm fine, but I was also saddened. So <laughs> I finally like shaped up like okay let me see let me break down what I needed got a mentor and I got a coach like I had someone help me with like disability had a regular business coach business mentor and just like like Abby said like I <laughs> I highly recommend them but like what she said make sure they match your personality because I met with one but like we just didn't mesh well because also too I'm very Technical, like, I just want to know what I need to do next, like, what steps I need to take. Like, I don't need someone sitting there patting my back and stuff. Like, just <laughs> let me know. give it to me straight so I can go ahead and make the changes. So some of that matches your personality. But I always recommend, like, whenever y'all are ready, like, get get one or the other get bold something. But they do help. And, like, in full truth,
1: I didn't know what I need. I was approached. Um, It was a recommendation for me. It was like, well, Eb, have you ever thought about, you know, getting some additional help just for you? And I was just kind of like, you know, I actually hadn't at the time. He's like, well, what are you looking for? And honestly, I, when I, when we met, I just, I'm not exactly sure what I need. me more about you, and I was able to go and research and look, and then some of the, the talking points, you know, got my wheels to turning um, of like, ooh, I could use some help in here, or ooh. You know, I'm great here, but I'm not so great here. Um, and so, I honestly, I did not have a list of deliverables when I met with my coach. Now, when I met with my mentor, I had had a coach for a while, so I knew what I needed some more push-in with. So by then, I, I did. But at first, like I don't, I don't think you have to go in with the list. Um, I'm big on discernment. I'm like, all right, God, get, lead me to the right person and help me to know if it's not. So I'm okay with going. You know, and I went through a few people before I found a good fit, but I don't think you have to know. I think you know, we I don't think you need to know every detail. Are yeah. you willing and open to accept help? If you are at least there, then I think you can kind of build from there. That's very But you important. gotta be you gotta be willing to be honest and open and accept the help. They know what they're talking about.
5: I'm going to say, please repeat that. <laughs> i said, <"Please> repeat that. <laughs> I said, yes. honest. You have to be
1: honest. You can't be lying to these people, y'all. You can't. You got to be honest and open to the help. And that was my biggest struggle of, you mean somebody, I tell you what? what why, why are you asking this? Why do you need to know? You know? But the moment I did, like it would you to be vulnerable,
3: I accelerated.
1: And I was able to narrow down because I was really broad. I was able to narrow down on, like, nope, this is really what I care about. I like all the other stuff. I could do it. But this, if I could do this one thing every day, then I would. So that was where I had to kind of streamline, um, you know, I had to step down. I gave up some seats. You know, when my contract ended, I didn't renew some of them, so I could really. But that was due to my coach going, I had jack-of-all-trades, and that burns me up. I hate it when people say that, but that was that was my button for me, and so when she got sick to toxic to the school, I had jack-of-all-trades, something within me would be like, alright guys, we gotta we gotta do something, because I'm a popper, She she's doing what you mean. Um, and you can't practice with, with, with no license, so um, you know, I don't know if I should say that, edit that out, but it's true, this is me.
3: Um, so, it, it was
1: it was that, but you got to be honest and you have to be willing to allow them to help. That is very,
0: very true. You have to be willing to receive help in order to get help. Like that is so very true, because I think so many people we 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 want we we think we want help, but it's like you also have to ask yourself: Am I ready to receive it? Am I am I in a place to be able to receive? the kind of help that I need? Like that's a very real question that you have to ask yourself when it comes to
3: outsourcing, when it comes to anything really. Um Sadina, were you gonna say something? I'm sorry. I was just gonna add that for me I never have if God gives me a vision, I just write it down and I just send it to the coach and I know Kim might get so angry at me because she's like she literally like, what do you need? I don't know. This is what God gave me. This is your job. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Um. So even my mentor, like I would not talk at all. And Kim can, like, so I had to go through like this speaking course because it was like, you have all these great ideas, but nobody's going to be listening. They're not going to even know if they're your ideas because you're never willing to open up and talk. Like, when I'm working with the kids, I'm one person. But when I'm around everybody else, I'm in my little turtle shell. And I don't, I was like, I, no, I just don't think that I want to do that. And it's like, but you need to do it. And so I think a lot of times, like she said, you need to ha- know what you want, and, you know, if you're dealing with somebody that is as introverted as I am, you know, they you got to be accepting to what they're giving out. Um, you know, be accepting, embrace it, and just move forward. And then, like, build that relationship because they know, like, I know this is her idea. Let me just go ahead and do it. And, you know, she can execute it thereafter. You know, so you just got to balance who you're working with too as well. So,
0: Okay. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. I just want to add um, a few things.
4: Oh, Dr. Sarah, Sarah. sorry. Uh, yes, I, I do agree with what everybody has mm-hmm. um, said. Um, actually, both mentorship and uh, coaching can make or break a business. Um, one thing I want people, if you're looking into getting into a business or you're a business owner just starting, make sure if you're going into mentoring, let it be structured. Bear in mind that whoever that is mentoring you or whoever that is coaching you, they are there to, they are in business to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to make sure that they're there to coach you so that you will progress, not that right. they're there to coach right. you so that they can make money. Also, have a start time that you start the mentoring or coaching and have an end time. It shouldn't be a perpetual something every time you are being coached. Let's say you said, okay, we'll start this in six months. You start in January. By June, we should be done. And in between the January and June, have goals, things you want to accomplish, and make sure when they give you assignments, you do the assignment so that it will be worthwhile for you. I'm not an advocate of paying a lot of money for somebody to coach me or to mentor me. Because if you're starting a business, you don't even have that much money. To spend on somebody coaching you. Always remember the good old talking to your colleague, listening to the experiences, having them tell you their pearls, what has worked for them, what hasn't worked for them is equally as good. You don't have to spend money. So study simple. When you study mm-hmm. simple and down the road, you are blessed to have money to go for coaching. That's fine, but I don't want business owners to get bogged down to, I have to have somebody to coach me, because they are there to, to to make money themselves. So, mm-hmm. that's what I want to chip in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody want to
0: add on to that?
1: That was a very, very good point, Dr.
0: Stella.
1: Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I'll piggyback off of that, I um, <clears throat> and off of what you guys have already been saying. I mean, I think that when it comes to business coaching and counseling, you really have to be clear as to what you want, and what you need also, you have to be clear about what that person is able to offer, because you can go hire a community business coach and you're trying to be a six and seven figure income earner, and it just don't work out and also like I think that I can say that i have I have fallen down the road of paying money out that I did not need to pay i mean lots of money that I did not need to pay. Like things that I already that I could have went online, Google research, and then also not by I also made a mistake as not knowing exactly what I needed because I got into a situation where um, I paid someone to do everything that I already knew to do, and that's probably all that they were there for. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like that's all that they knew to do, but I already had that information. So, is this kind of, before you go to paying out money and hiring a coach and hiring a mentor, be clear about where you, where you are, what you need, and what they are able to bring to the table. Very, very, that is
3: another, very valid
1: point. Because yeah. especially
0: if you're going to work, if you're going to work with someone, if you're going to, you know, have, you know, a mentor or a coach, you definitely want to make sure that they match your personality, want to make sure that, you know, you actually need one because sometimes we don't even really need one. It's just that, you know, we just need to do certain kinds of research when it comes to, you know, certain answers that we might need. I'm a proud advocate of using Google. If you type a question in Google, you you will definitely get your answer. You know, I always tell people it's like it's never any shame and just, taking a minute, be like,
2: you know what, let me
0: pull out this phone let me see, let me type it in because I'm a big ad. If I don't know something, I'm going to Google it. You know, we walk around with smartphones, uh, you know, big little computers in our hand all day. We should definitely, you know, go out of our way more to be able to use them. Like, use that and it, you pay it for every month. <laughs> to ask these
2: questions,
0: you know, find out what it is that you want to know because a lot of this is a lot of the information is just out here just waiting for you. You know, if you feel like after doing that research, after um, taking that time, and you feel like you're so frustrated you can't get the answers, then maybe a coach or um, a mentor, or someone can be able to help you and point you in the right direction. But um, I'm a proud advocate of research, 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 <laughs> and using. Google, Yahoo, whatever your your search engine
1: of choice is. <laughs> and laziness is expensive. And I think a lot of times people get the the commentary is bad for coaches and mentors. But a lot of times I have to ask, well, did you do what the people told you to do? Because yeah. my first one, I lie to you now, I paid thousands of dollars to be frustrated because I just didn't do what they told me to do. You know, so was it their services that was the hard or been lazy, just cost me lots and lots of money. You know, so, you know, I think that was Sedina who was talking about, you know, some of the recommendations that her coach said. Like Dr. Stella said, they have a business too, just like your business costs, their business costs. I tell my clients all the time, I'm not going to fight with you. You paid me. You paid me before I logged in, or you paid me before you showed up to the office. Now, whether right. you do what I suggested that you do, that is between you and your God of choice. When you come back, I'm going to tell you something else. We can talk about it. You know, I can encourage you to do it, but you've already paid me. Now, I would suggest that you get your money's worth because it does make a difference. You know, we can get a whole lot farther, a lot quicker, if you would just do the exercises or have the conversation. But if you want to pay me to come and sit and look at me for 60 Minutes, then doggone it, that's exactly what we're going to do. I'm going to be praying for you in my mind. If I do move the blockage. But I can't force you to do anything. And I think that's sometimes what we anticipate. I'm paying you all this money, and I'm not seeing the results. Did you do the Because coaching? you're not doing the work that I did. i what did. What is it that you do again? I'm sorry.
6: Who? You. What's your oh, name? I'm sorry.
1: The- Oh, Abby J, I, think Abby? I put it up there, but I don't. See, I see y'all. I in can't advocacy. see any names. sorry.
0: Your cursor, the names kind
1: of pop up. Yeah. i sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's so weird. I'm a trauma advocate. Um, I'm in school um, for neuropsychology, Um, so I, I'm i trying to get to Dr. Stella's um, area. But um <laughs> yes, I do trauma advocacy. Okay, like a um, like a mentor for people that have been through traumatic situations. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm an advocate, so I'm a part of a mental health network. So we have LPCs, we have social workers. Um, you know, we have life coaches, we have uh, exercise uh, science majors. So if it's outside of my scope, because my area, my certifications only cover so much tell. I you know get to the next level and I have I am licensed I'm under someone, so if it's more psychiatry that's not my area but I have you know people that I could funnel them to so. Mm-hmm. But yeah I do I do trauma advocacy. That's, that's my passion. It's it's it's, she's it's amazing it's, it's at it. So big
0: huh? I said she's amazing at it.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: So awesome. Funny.
0: So uh, we're gonna take a quick. 10-15 uh, minute little intermission, so everybody can run to the restroom, uh, get your waters and everything. Um, we're going to do a quick, I'm going to play a video from a vendor. Um, she sells amazing paparazzi jewelry all the way from Dallas, Texas. Um, she sent this in. She couldn't be a part of our event last night, so I wanted to um, go ahead and... Uh, play this so if you guys want to watch while we're on a, in a, a little short little break that's totally fine but it's about 13 minutes long so we got about 15 minutes but a little break so so thank you ladies for returning um, I wanted to make sure I gave y'all that little break um, so that we can get situated how we need to how do y'all feel?
2: good, I feel good? So good. Yeah. awesome awesome Are we <laughs> tired
1: <laughs> the person I have to go is sick in my behind I'm telling you, I fall asleep everywhere
0: <laughs> <laughs> well don't worry we, uh, we don't have too many other questions to go I'm just enjoying the conversation and you ladies are sharing a lot of nuggets, a lot of uh, very useful very helpful information so I'm excited um you know for people to be watching us even after everything is over and you know, enjoying it, connecting with you guys. I'm definitely going to make sure if you also go on the um, Exquisite Women Empowerment Day website, I'm going to actually send you guys the link in the chat. That has the link to everybody's website. So everybody's website is on there if you want to shop, um, if you want to follow people on social media, all that. Um, and then when we wrap up, um, I'm going to allow everybody to share their information again. Oh, well, Yeah. Um, Let me go ahead and put that in here. Women, and have. Wow, I cannot tell today. (laughs) Okay, perfect. All right. So um, the lovely Dr. Stella, um, she sent in a question that I wanted to start off the second half of things um, with. Um, And, Evie, I know you have to step out eventually, so whenever you have to go, give me a thumbs up and you're good to go. (laughs) Um, So... I know we've been talking about it in here and there, in and out, um, but COVID, uh, the last year has been insane. (laughs) Y'all knew I was going to ask this question, right? Um, So how has COVID been for everybody? You know, I know we've all struggled in our own way. Um, You know, it's it's so funny because I know we were talking about mentorship and coaching, but I've talked to so many coaches and mentors, and they're like, Child, I don't know what to tell these <laughs> people when it comes to what to do or how to prepare or how to, you know, maintain or manage or anything like that. So, you know, you guys are all very independent, um, strong minded women. So how the how COVID then? What's what's the consensus? How have you guys struggled? How have you thrived? Sapri, I know you started your business during COVID and you you've been <laughs> You've been doing the thing, so <laughs> so I'm gonna start with you, and you can tell us your experience of starting starting your business during the pandemic. And then anybody that wants to pick up from there is welcome to join.
3: Okay, uh, my uh, I can really say that
1: um, it hasn't really changed the dynamic for me. Um, like I said, I I made eleven thousand dollars in seven months throughout the pandemic. And um, that's because I provide a service. I provide a product that is essential um, right now. Everyone is looking into natural care. Everyone is looking into how to boost their immune system, how to stay healthy. And I can honestly say, by the grace of God, me and my husband have not been sick throughout the whole pandemic. Just you know, staying on top of with elderberry tea and black seed oils and just kind of do natural things. I also um, structured my business around um, my own health issues that I had, that, I'm, that I have as well. So it's kind of been me uh, talking to people that is dealing with the same uh, issues. Like I have a skin condition called HS. A lot of people don't really know too much about the condition, but a lot of women deal with it. It's where you get like cysts and boils under your skin, like breast and arms and um, those areas where you have hair follicles. So, um, only way I can say that COVID has affected me is being in the house. I work from home with T-Mobile and my business is a home-based business. So, like, just being in the house all the time is kind of like sometimes it can take, like, a, a mental, um, mm-hmm. like, burden mental. on you. Sometimes you got to just put everything down and just get out and get some fresh air. The sun is shining now, so yesterday I was kind of like sitting outside in the sun, just trying to soak it all up, and um, I um COVID, by the grace of God, it hasn't affected me in a way that it has impacted a lot of people, and I'm grateful for that.
2: Awesome,
1: awesome. Definitely I,
2: I like,
0: you, you were talking about the sun and sitting outside yesterday. I feel like the pandemic has definitely made me appreciate sunshine more. So when I see the sun is mm-hmm. out and I just take like it away, I'm like, oh, over 60 degrees? Okay, I'm fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go for a walk. Out, I'll tell my dog, we'll keep you going outside for a little bit. <laughs> so I definitely appreciate sunshine so much more than I ever did. So mm-hmm. what about everybody else? How, how, like, how has the past year been for you guys as far as maintaining and everything? Nikki, you look like you got you got some stories
1: to tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, being in the events industry, COVID has been something else. You're either going to pivot or fail. And unfortunately, thankfully, even though I wasn't able to put on the events that I would typically do, I haven't been able to do large weddings, but... Everybody still wants to get married. I'm I'm a South Carolina notary and an O'Dayne wedding minister, so that part has not slowed down at all. Kind of sad about not being able to put things together. Like, my Juneteenth event I do every year. I can't do that because, you know, well, I believe they just, either they just or they're about to lift the restrictions for South Carolina. But I I just don't don't feel right doing that. I wouldn't want to put other people in danger, but, I mean, so like I said, surprisingly, it hasn't been as bad as, as it has been for other people in the events industry. Like if I was a venue owner, I'd probably not have any locks right now.
4: I don't know how they do it.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen some venues go under, and there are some people that are pivoting, but for the most part, you know, it's been a struggle. But thankfully not that bad of a struggle for, for me. I um.
5: Okay. Anybody want to
1: yeah. add on to that? Like it has been a beautiful nightmare, um, and I—that is probably as gracious as I can put it. Um, it is strong. a really beautiful in the fact of, for once, so many people have gotten to a point to where they can admit that they have a need. They can admit that. I've tried it my way, I've been trying this, I've been doing that, I've been praying, I've been fasting, I need help. And to me that is beautiful. It has been a nightmare on the other part because um, of the situations of a lot of them. So normally, you know, pre-pandemic you can say, well, is there someplace else that you can go? Is there, you know, another place that you can plug in? But due to the circumstances around the board, It's really difficult knowing a person is going back into what's traumatizing them. And so it's just like you make all this progress and then we meet again and it's compounded because of the situation. And it really breaks my heart for the children, Um, you know, because they can't just up and move. They can't just up and leave. And so you can see it and you can see the needs. And the service industry is so bogged down until what would normally take, you know, a matter of days, a week or two to get a family assistance, they're slipping through the cracks. Um, I know so many mental health agencies on the onset of it weren't even equipped. They had no structures, they had no policies, they had no procedures. And so people who are used to getting the mental health care that they need, who are used to being able to get certain services, they're being turned away. Um, So as a result of that, like our suicide rates have, skyrocketed and if you didn't know the number one the age of the most suicide rates in South Carolina are 10 year olds so if that doesn't scare you there's something wrong Um, and I have an 11 year old so it it definitely has been a very interesting very interesting time because we're already on the fritz before the pandemic hit and now you put people on mandatory house arrest in places that may not be healthy and it just explodes. So it is, it is, it is, it has been, like I said, a beautiful nightmare. A lot of people have been able to get help. There's been lots of pivots. There's been, um, lots of beautiful stories, um, even in my own personal life. And then, you know, it's that, that flip side of that corn as well, but all in all, the pen, um, this has probably been one of the best years I've had in a long time. And so when I say that, people are just like, what? And I'm like, you know, it, it really is just across the board. I've, um, just even like introspection and the things that you give energy to and the things that you worry about, and the things that you, you know, you feed or you don't feed, it's helped with clarity of like, this is just not important. You know, like we used to look and all those money or name brands and designers, but if you're at home, You got on sweatpants and a Zoom-appropriate top. Don't nobody care that, you know, (laughs) what you have on. So I think it's leveled the playing ground. The playing field for a lot of people and it's really kind of showed you what's important to you. And if it's as equally as important, given the fact that, you know, the state of the world that we're in. So it's just kind of helped refocus and just, child, are you healthy? That's what I care about. I don't care what you look like. Are you healthy, you know? Do you have something to eat? Because the food shortage during all of this, because people can't work, um, you know? So I think it's also made a lot of places more community-driven of, like, you need to talk to your neighbor now. Like, if you have some extra, will it kill you to, you know, ask your neighbor if they need something? If you're going to the grocery store, you know, I've, my neighbors are elderly. So it's like, give me a list, give me a card, give me a money, cash out to send me, or whatever, you know? So I think it's definitely... Kind of, I am a very much so introvert. Very, very much so. People don't believe it, but I am. Like, but it has definitely made me come out of myself to be able to serve my neighbor in a way that I can. That's not, you know, creating recreating the wheel. If I'm going to the grocery store, this may take me a few minutes longer to be able to help my neighbors. You know, so it's it's been. It's been really good. It's been really heartbreaking at the same time in certain areas, but all in all, God be praised. It's been good. You are a beautiful person, Abby. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh,
2: I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
1: cause I don't do anything before one o'clock on Saturday, but when Kim acts, it's just like it's so hard to her no. Cause it's, it's serving somebody. Because I'm so adorable. adorable up here for far <laughs> Yeah, that, exactly. is, that, that also, then she has this voice, and I'm just like, oh, okay, <laughs> him, just, sign me up and shoot. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I cannot I, wait to get all um, your information
3: I, it with y'all off screen. I would lo- love to connect with you because, like she said about the numbers with suicide, Um, Even though I work with nonverbal children, about two weeks ago I had a student, a female student, sign me. I was actually out of work for two weeks. As soon as I got back, she signed me that she had been sexually assaulted um, by a family member, and I know exactly how that feels um, because I also work as a clinical social worker when school is not in. And so the rate for rape and molestation in the home since the pandemic has raised our rise to eighty almost eighty two percent and because of that forty seven percent is in the home of someone that knows you know their accuser. Um and thirty two percent of that is family members. Um so it is the pandemic is has been a beautiful thing for a lot of people but um starvation has increased um fifty two percent you know, in the numbers for children that actually go to school, because most of them get meals from the school. And mm-hmm. so it, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's definitely heartbreaking. Um, I've had a student that was 17 years old hang herself. Um, I've had a student that was 16 years old hang herself throughout this pandemic. Um, and it was all because they were sexually assaulted, and nobody, they never told anyone. And so, like, the pandemic has actually took a toll, like, a serious toll on people mentally and especially our children. And it's just important that you have the open line of communication with your children, and it does take a village. It's not about just you because it could be you one day. And I have a 12-year-old, and I also have a 15-year-old, a 7-year-old, and an 18-year-old, and they all are different. And, you know, I think parents need to realize that every child is different. And so, your children are introverts. Your children are extroverts. Some socialize and some don't. But you have to be mindful of the changes and be discerning when your child is going through something because our kids are facing so much peer pressure right now. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think that is a lot. yeah. Yeah. And I think Kim, that might be a great topic for your your younger folks that you have, the organization they have for them, because yeah. grief is something that we don't talk about. And a lot of the messaging that we give our children is just piss-poor information. And I, I'm, I'm really watching my words today. I'm, I'm trying so hard and I don't want to offend anyone. Um, this is who I am. I'll make no apologies for it, but I'm really trying. Um, the messaging that we give our kids is, is just mm-hmm. erroneous. Stranger danger is the biggest crack of crap I've ever heard. Because strangers typically are not the ones that are terrorizing our families. you know, I was molested by a family members.
2: Uh, my
1: first child was a byproduct. Um, the Lord did not you know they didn't make it, but I had to go through all, I had to go through all that pregnancy, had to deal with all of that, had to deal with all the shame from it. and then most families don't even believe it when you tell them they wouldn't do that, or they scare you. you know, I'll hurt your family member I kill your dad or whatever. So you right. don't say anything. So you're in this self imprisonment. Um but then we completely forget kids. You know, like I was working with a, a client who the brother died. They they told the mama they were sorry, they told the daddy they were sorry, they was loving on the grandparents, but they completely ignore the siblings. You know, when death is happening, when something as grand as this is going on, just like we are affected mentally, we keep forgetting that our kids are going through that, and it's magnified to them because it's their fault. You know, if I would have listened to my mom, if I would have did my chores, we wouldn't be here. You know, my mom wouldn't be sad if I would have went to bed on time. No, your mom is sad because she's trying to figure out how the hell she's going to feed y'all. That's not your fault. Right. But we don't have those conversations. Most parents haven't even asked their kids how they feel. They have not been with their friends. Um, You know, my daughter... Um, I'm immunocompromised, so there's lots of things that we just didn't do, but my child was declining. Like mental health wise, I I had, she has a therapist. Um, I advocate for it. If you're my friend, I'm going to ask you if you have a therapist and I'll help you find one. It's just, we remove the stigma, but she, her grade, she's an honor student. My kid brought me home C's and D's on her report card. The work was done. It was just so draining and her teacher was like, we are afraid. I had to put her back in school. Because she had been home for a year. she is an extrovert. My kid and I are exact opposites. It, I mean, I was losing her trying to hold her to the same compounds that worked for me. And most parents are afraid to do that because then we shame them. I had to let go, I can't believe you're doing that. First of all, sis, I'm going to hang up off this call and then I'm going to get you together because I don't want my clients to hear it. However, you have to do what's best for you and you have to make an apology for that. But our kids are slipping through the cracks just like our adults are. And sometimes, you know, if if you as the adult aren't even in a good head space, it's really difficult to even see your child. You know, so I try to not just beat up on the adults because parents have this great responsibility with no tools. You know, we don't know what right. we're getting into, and every child is different, and you are different with every child. So, you know, most people right. don't even have people who call to ask you, how are you doing today? How's your child? Did your child eat today? Do you want me to bring him over something? You know, and you know, it sounds really comical, but it's it's something that should be a norm. You know, you should have a mommy parent who you can call and talk to and be like, I don't like my kids today. I don't. I love them. Like, they're safe. They're in their room. I don't like the hustle today. And I, I sometimes that's my thing. It's like, I love you. I just don't like you today. Like, I'm not sure what is going on. What the problem is and you know, normally in a couple hours, it's over. But there's not enough of those conversations. There's so many misnomers. We get share so much bad information. We champion so much bad like we champion unhealthy practices. You know. Take you can do it. No, you can't. Go take a nap, sis. They'll be okay. Close your door. They're old enough. Turn off the stove, lock the door, go to sleep. They will be there when you wake up. Like we don't champion healthy practices. But we will support your foolishness, though. But OK, I'm done. I'm sorry. Please be <laughs> going. I think that is, think it is so, Thank so, you very much, Eddie. I'm glad,
2: much,
4: Abby. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. that, that we all are having this conversation. This is really great. And it shows that yeah. um, as black women, we can multitask. We can do so many things at the same time, take care of our families, do our businesses, I would love for all of you to attend next week. I think Kim will give you more information. Yes. Next week, I am leading a discussion on our youth and mental health. Ooh. Kim, you will give us a lot of information on that, but it will be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Let's come together and do this. Our mm-hmm. kids are relying on us. That they're, mm-hmm. they're not doing well with this pandemic. Some are suffering, like you mentioned before, the suicidal rate in this country, especially with 10-year-olds. So we need to do something. As mothers, as black women, as black entrepreneurs, we cannot be doing well if our kids are not doing well. So let's come Mm -hmm. next Saturday and see what we can do, have that discussion, and find ways to help them.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I I just Um,
4: just wanted to
3: piggyback on um, what Ebony said. and trauma. <laughs> trauma. Um, I just wanted to piggyback on that, like everything you said was so true, and like um, I have two introverts and I have two extroverts, um, and I always, always, people always ask me, how do you balance all of this? I have an open line of communication. I'm very transparent. My children, trauma for me started at 12 years old. I was gang raped at 12. From 13 to 15 years old, I was molested by my mother's father, which is my grandfather, who was a pastor. Um, and then my senior year of high school, I was gang raped again, which resulted into me having a child, keeping a child. And so I'm very transparent. I'm very open. Um, yes, I've had, you know, trust issues. I've lived in an unrealistic reality. I've dealt with just, I'm a survivor of leukemia two times, you know. So a lot I have learned, like, I promise God the last time I had leukemia, I'm going to be the best mother and so open with my kids that if you allow me to live, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that they will never, ever have to experience what I've experienced. So a lot of times people don't want to talk about peer pressure. They don't want to talk about sex. And in this day and time, we cannot use old-fashioned rituals to connect with our children. We have to meet them where they're at right now. It is bigger then what happened? Because our families, and I can say this, our families were those families that pushed things under the rug, that did not want to talk about certain things. But this generation, it requires us to have those open communications. We have to talk about sex because there's a lot of different things going on in the world that, if we don't talk about it, guess what? They will learn it, and it may not come mm-hmm. from us. So now they have questions, and so I have learned. Throughout the pandemic, we have, you know, I spent, like I said, a lot of times, I do Mother-Daughter Day because I have one daughter. I do Mother-Sons Day, and I spend time with each one of them because, again, they are different, and they are all on different levels. And so that has created an open line of communication for not just them but for their friends because a lot of their friends' parents are in a closed box mentality. And so when I'm able, and they're asking me these questions, and they're like, so you can talk, yes because I had to talk about sex with my 18 year old, my seven year old. Now I need to talk about it with my 12 year old, but he's gonna reciprocate it differently, but he's gonna understand and he's gonna know like, I can go to my mom for anything now. And so when we have these conversations, it's not just for us. And we teach them how to forgive now and the same grace that we extend to others, we teach them how to have that same grace for themselves. And so that lets them know like, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to have flaws, you're going to have imperfections, but where are you going to draw the line at? Do you want to keep starting over in your life? And you create these questions so that they can be the productive young people that they need to be, and they can remember those moments and say, you know what, this is the type of parent. I never want to be a closed-minded parent, and I never wanted to be like my mother. Yes, I had a great life, but at the same time, because of the traumas I experienced, I needed to take a different route. And so I always tell people, you know, I always quote this scripture, before we were born, we were set apart. So the trauma wasn't for us. It was for us to create and break generational curses. And so I've broken those generational curses so that my children can have the best life and their children can have it. And so when you are real, transparent, and vulnerable the way that God wants us to be, we create productive young people. And that's just how I, you know,
0: look at it. You guys have all said, like, some very incredible things. So I'm just like, (laughs) y'all got it. I love everything that you guys, and everything that you guys have said is very, very true. I want to, like, take something that Judina said, something that uh, Evie said, and something that Dr. Stella said, and segue into this next question. Um, just about applying, like, old practices to, like, now, because society and our culture is just so different now. Um, Female empowerment, when we think about, you know, the term, the phrase female empowerment, I know we all think about different things. We all, uh, you know, think about female empowerment and different things. We see it in different ways. But I know there are also a lot of people that don't agree that female empowerment is a real thing. You know, I'll share my experience, you know, um, and this is one of the reasons why I started, I created an event like this is because I was just so angry with going to other events and, you know, being around other women and being in other spaces, and I felt like they weren't empowering. I felt like they would bring all these women together, and it was just like, you know, I didn't feel empowered, I didn't feel like, I couldn't talk to any of these women, I, I just felt intimidated, I felt like, you know, like I was back in high school, like I felt like I was an outsider, I didn't feel welcome or anything like that, and I feel like when it comes to female empowerment, the, the importance of it is so that all women feel included, all women feel welcome, all women feel, you know, like I'm a part of something, you know, and that was that's, that's the whole idea behind this event, being able to show women that we're all bound to each other, whether we like it or not, <laughs> you know, because we all face, because you all have, all of the answers that you guys have given are all similar. They're all related because we all understand and we all can relate to all of these things that we go through, you know, so. How do you guys feel about the female empowerment movement? It could be here in Charleston. Um, It could be overall, like, in our society in general. It can be just in black culture. Like, do you feel like the female empowerment movement is real? Do you feel like women still need to be empowered? Because some people feel like it's 2021. I'm a woman. I know I'm great. I know I'm incredible. I don't need to be empowered no more. You know, so what do you guys think
1: about it? I feel like within our community it's very much needed. Yeah. Because I say that because like you said, you go to these other events and it's a lot of fluff and filler. It's a lot of oh, you're beautiful, you this so they don't actually give you the tools to mm. say you do this, that and third in order to get to this space. And all the stuff that we deal with as black women, as mothers, as business owners, I don't think that people outside of our community really understand how heavy it is. And I feel like within, even within that, we need to break down, like you were talking about old, bad information. We need to break down those barriers because you shouldn't go to an event and feel like an outsider. Right. None of us should ever go to be in a space where, you know, I don't feel like I can open up to someone who's claiming to be my sister. It should be a no-judgment type thing. And as unfortunately, as women, we tend to be, quote-unquote, catty. And, you know, or she doesn't do this or she doesn't do that or she doesn't look like this. None of that should matter. I think we should work on trying to break down those type barriers first in order to get to the sweet spot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just feel like, like I like, like said, the bad information in these old antiquated ways, we really need to work on getting past that. Within the black community, before we're even able to talk about anybody else.
5: That's what you I can
0: I can definitely um relate to that because I I can recall like a few years ago, I don't wear makeup. I I I have bad skin. I never never mm-hmm. really wore makeup. I'm at a place now. I'm 20, gonna be 29 in July. I'm just now getting the skincare routine down back, you know. <laughs> so, so I re- I remember going to an event and you know running into a fellow Facebook friend and you know meeting. You know I got so 'cause I I don't know about everybody else, but I get excited when I meet my Facebook friends. Like, oh, handy
2: yeah, hey girl, what's going on? You and, you
0: know, but it was like. I felt like instead of being empowered because we were at a female empowerment event, I was more so picked apart. Like, why don't you have all makeup? Why aren't you wearing heels? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Well, you should let me just um, fix you up or whatever. And it's like, well, what's
3: what's
1: what's wrong with me? me?
0: Oh, and you know, they make you feel as if, oh, you're not successful because you don't wear makeup or because you don't do this or Mm -hmm. because you don't do that. And it's like. Well <laughs> these are
5: things yeah.
6: that I didn't know it was rules. You know? Right. Oh With like it, a lot of those events, sometimes it's always like a dog eat dog survival of a fittest because they're trying to make money. So obviously yeah. they want us to come out and spend our dollars. But in the name of actual female empowerment in terms of what female empowerment should be about, I feel as if it should be about support, uplift, encouragement, giving that um, information out to other women who may not have known something. Like, that's what I feel female empowerment should be. But at the end of the day, a lot of those events are put on in the sake of making a dollar. So even though we feel as if female empowerment is real and should come from a genuine place, at times it doesn't necessarily feel as if it does. So that's why I'm so happy to be on this panel here because I can see the love from everybody here in terms of their passion and how they actually feel and their standpoint on a lot of the things that we're speaking about. Um, and it's just, this just feels good. Versus some things yeah. that I have attended in the past. So thank you, Sam, okay. for putting us together.
5: No problem. Definitely On definitely.
1: That note, can I push awesome. back off of that? Mm-hmm. I I think the I, I think the I think it's more content creation or spinning because female apartment has never left. You cannot have a person without a female. You have not had a successful movement without females being at the core and the center of it. MLK, which is one of everybody's favorite, was as graceful as he was because of the female support. The church has only lasted as long as it has due to females. So it is I think the question I would ask or the question that I ask when I when I bring it up is is it a fact of female empowerment or is it us coming together? A lot of empowerment events have a catchy title because it's marketing. They're great at marketing, but how many people actually do the research about the people that are on the panel to even know if it's a good fit? Because everybody has a sector. If you're dogmatic, you have a group of people who are dogmatic just like you, and they're going to follow you, and it's going to be the best thing to slice bread. If it's not your thing, if it's not your area or your interest point, then, I mean, it, that just wasn't for you. And I think that's something that we miss. I think as women, we want to support everybody. Which I think is the beauty about women that we don't talk about, you know. But you also have to make sure that you're investing in something that feeds you, you know. And the anti the antiquated portions of it, I already gave y'all a rant on that. But you know, we are messaging again. I think women have a hard time supporting each other because it's not something we talk about. It started more over the last couple of years, you know. But women typically have not stuck together like men do. Men will cover each other. I was at your house knowing good and well you want, but they going to hold that lie together though. Yeah, he was with me. We was out all night. Where y'all go? You know, but that's not something we're taught. We look at other women as competition. You know, I can't share my ideas with her because she's going to take it. Well, even if she does, she can't manu- She cannot manifest it the way God gave it to you. Like there's so much fear, there's so much bad messaging, there's so much competition b- amongst women. Men hate each other and they work together every day, you know. <laughs> However, it's I think it's the the mentality that sometimes we have and how it's presented, which this is so refreshing for me, you know, because it's a group of melanated women who are all in their lane, and I think that's something else that we don't do. You are the best at what you do, and if I get in your lane, you're going to run me over, you know? So just owning your lane and giving the grace to invite people to it, you know? So, But I don't think Women power Parliament ever ended, because there's been nothing great without a woman,
5: nothing. I can agree with that. <laughs> and
0: Adriana, you were going to say something?
5: Oh, no, I was just going to say I agree because, like, even with the like, mom women I run, it's kind of like I'll ask from time to time, like, how do you guys feel about women empowerment? Like, although they like the organization I run, they'll say overall, like, I feel like it's just a marketing pool. Like, like only very few people actually try to promote, like, networking collaborating like the way it should be because I always always tell them like make sure y'all talking about yourself because like one I don't know what you're doing and two like it helps me like remember who you are and other people know who you are when you're actually talking about yourself and like celebrating wins and like I'll just try to get everybody to like communicate and like hey like this person did this like make sure to check this out or just put like get them to one like accept that they can talk about themselves like it's okay to celebrate like it's okay to like feel like you're I don't want to say bragging. Like if you did something awesome, you made a certain amount, like it shouldn't be like you have to hold it to yourself. Like just share, like communicate. So like that's something I like to preach about it. I'll say it for myself y'all I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My son's at the door, you y'all me. <laughs> okay. Um are <laughs> y'all. But um, overall, but even for me, like you were saying, Kim, like I went to some of the events around chalk, and that's actually why I stopped. And part of the reason why I even created my own thing, because I went to an event, and like there was one person I went to. It's just like, oh, like next time, throw off some heels or do your face up just a little bit. And I was like, okay, I'm not coming back here. And just, like, some other I went, I felt like there was, I, I remember specifically, there was, like, me and, like, two other girls, I was sitting there, like, everybody kind of already knew each other, and there was, like, random people sitting at chairs, and, like, we were just sitting there, and, like, the people that were in charge of the event didn't say anything to us, so it was just, like, yeah, so I <laughs> I felt like it was a marketing ploy, and I was just, like, it took some digging for myself and actually, like, putting myself out there more and like, okay, like there are people that think the way I do and just trying to mesh with them and kind of show people, so to speak, like, yeah, we can do this, but it has to be something where we can actually like push it forward and keep talking about it loudly. So, but that's my thing. I was just wanting to speak it out of you saying, like, I, I've been, I've been <laughs> what you've been through and that's why I hardly go out to events now. It's just, I have to know the person first. I actually like kind of like see how they maneuver before I actually like go out.
0: Because it can be very discouraging, you know, especially as a woman, you know, you are made to believe that women, we are together, sisterhood, blah, 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 all of this. And it's like when your sisters are the the first ones to pick you apart and throw you off to the side, it's just kind of like, well, what am I doing? What am I doing? What is the purpose of me doing this? What is the purpose of me being here? And I don't think that I think that women. I don't think. I don't think we often realize the power that we can sometimes have over one another. It's like we we should naturally be able to empower each other, you know, because. You know, just like how I said before, we're bonded by some of the same experiences when it comes to, you know, people, us being sexually assaulted when we were younger, um, you know, the hurdles that we face as black women for <laughs> black female entrepreneurs, you know, we're bonded by those things. And it, it's been disappointing for me, you know, to see, like, how people use female empowerment as a marketing ploy. Like, oh, let me just slap this on the event. You know, they'll, they'll come out. They'll sit so money. It's like, no, you need to actually be enforcing this. And just like how you said, Adriana, it's like you'll go to an event and you'll be sitting at a table with people. No one, they don't try to like encourage dialogue. They don't try to encourage conversation. Encourage networking. You know, it's really like, I got y'all here now, so whatever, and they run off to the back with their money. You know. So but um were you
1: gonna say But so here here's what's funny to me and I we look at empowerment and networking as a family. However, you're expecting people who came from various family backgrounds to do something that they may have never seen. So I think a lot of times in business most people start businesses out of a deficit. They were hurt and they didn't have anybody, so they are now that person who wants to help. They had health issues, and they know what it's like Mm -hmm. to be asking for help. and can't find it. So they start something that heals themselves, and then they share it. But we we apply subconsciously family terms to places that don't have it. Your sisters are the first person that are going to pick you apart. And they're going to say, girl, you look tacky. Go take that off. And they're going to say, well, fix this. Or if they're a prima donna like my older sister is, then everybody should wear makeup. I wear it if I feel like it. You know, so it's the same thing but because a lot of times we have those triggers and traumas within, that is the first thing that we notice about other places and other people. Especially women. Most women not most women, a lot of women didn't have that safety net, security. So they don't they don't necessarily know how to talk to other women. They have good products, they have good ideas and again as a there's a group of people who that is their norm and that's what they're used to. But I think the the underlying issue is finding good fits with yeah. with things. You know, it's some if somebody is for everybody, but I just think it's interesting. You know how we look at things. It's from a breakdown of family. I also want to um,
2: add
1: on um, to that oh, as well. that. Um. I can understand where you guys are coming from when you say you've been to an event and you felt like, especially in Charleston, because it's like clickage. Like if you don't look a certain way, if you don't dress a certain way, then you put in a category. And the ones that do, they make you feel like you're beneath them. And um, as women, we should be able to all come together, whether whether we look a certain type of way. And I believe that in Charleston is so many great female entrepreneurs and we came together we could really be a powerful force within our own community but because we have cliques certain people that we only do this with certain people that we only do because they don't look they don't talk they don't sound like how we used to and it starts back when we was in school in school it was like that as well like if you didn't dress, if you didn't have one of the latest speakers or you didn't have one, you know, designer this or that, then you just didn't fit in with both type of people. And it's, I believe that that's a barrier in Charleston because I have attended a women's um, it was called Mimosas and Br- Mimosas and brunch event in Atlanta, and it was made. It was a lot of business owners, women can, coming from different parts of the you know state. Atlanta, South Carolina, the surrounding areas. And when I tell you this event was amazing, amazing. It was so much networking, so much building up. You can feel the love, you can feel the energy in the atmosphere. Everybody was trying to network with each other, take pictures with each other, encourage each other. So in Charleston, I can understand what y'all are saying about feeling like, oh, I don't fit in. And I, I feel like that's an amazing barrier. In our in our very own community, our very own community, right where we are I, mm-hmm.
3: I can agree with. Can that. I add something? Oh yeah, go ahead. I am not from Beaufort I'm originally not from beaufort Beaufort about I was I came here because my spouse is a Marine. I've been in Buford three different times, and I stayed in my shell. Now. Um, I had an event, my first event, in November in Buford. Now, these people do not connect with you if they do not know you. I mean, they they do not fool with you. So one day I got a message on Facebook about a situation. And I'm when it comes down to women, empowerment, when it comes down to children, when it comes down to triggers and trauma, that's the way to open me up. Like, that's that's how to get me going. And so we have a Black Chamber of Commerce here, and I've always connected with the Black Chamber because of education. And they don't do anything in Buford. When I say nothing, you have to be clicked off. So I do a live about how the Black Chamber is, right? When I say it went viral, it went viral. Literally because I had a parent who reached out to them and they turned her around because she's considered low income. So I did this video. And so I, again, I I don't know these people so I'm going to speak from my, you know, my gut. And I did. And everybody found out that I was the girl that owned she overcame. Right. So I had this event. People came from like Beaufort sold out, and they came because I was very transparent and real. But the first thing that they said to me was, nobody ever did this. How did you sell out and you're not from here and you don't fit with the click? And I said, because when God gives you something to do, you keep doing it. And you don't let other people distract you from where you're trying to go. So it doesn't matter if... You go into a setting, somebody sees you, because it's not about the lights. It's not about, you know, who, you know, who don't belong. It's simply about the audience that you're trying to attract, and so I always tell myself, no matter where I go, and people look at me because, again, when I had leukemia the second time, they had to remove all of my top teeth out of my mouth, so I would not talk, but last year, God said, I have a word for you to tell the people, and so... I literally started talking and I was getting bashed for having lives and doing all these things. And God placed on my heart to do a live about my teeth. Because I've never been on drugs. I never drank alcohol. This simply was something that was out of my control. Literally, out of my control. And even to this day, seven years later, I still cannot get implants because metal cannot enter my mouth, right? And so I always, I would look at myself and say, I don't see anything. I see what other people see. And so when I did that event, it opened up a level of confidence because once people learn your story, again, your story is not for you. It's for other people. And a lot of times people can't connect with you because they don't know what you've been through. They only see right. the success. We have to pray every single day, God, allow me to be transparent and meet my audience so that i can grow in areas so that people can actually see my success but also know the trauma the triggers and the flaws how i got here because a lot of times people don't care about your story they care about how you got there and so once they realize Wow, she literally went through this, it built a different type of relationship with women. Because they've experienced it, but they are scared to tell it. So you have to be that born vessel to release it so that Mm -hmm. you can actually connect with the people that God has placed in your life. And so when we get outside of ourselves and we actually walk into the purpose, that's when we learn who our true audience is. And that's how we build a women empowerment because women empowerment is is a sector. We all have had experienced different things. After, you know, you know rape, molestation, but you just tra- trauma period. And when you've been raped and molested, it brings on abandonment, rejection, all these different things. Trust issues, but nobody would never know if you have not tapped into your spiritual part. So every business that you own and that you, you know, your building has to be birthed out by God so that your audience can actually connect to you. Everybody is not your your audience. Everybody is not your tribe sister. And so that's what you have to, you know, realize that everybody is not going to connect with you because your level of elevation does not include everybody. And so you just have to be discerning of the spaces that you go in. I'm invited to a lot of places, but I'm like, no, no, I ain't feeling right already, so it's no point of me even putting myself in a position to make myself feel beneath anybody. And so you have to remember that we are above and not beneath. And the first will be last and the last will be first. And when you just, you know, convert all of that into your pain, you know, your pain into purpose, then you realize that, you know what, I had no business being there anyway and that's why when you went to Atlanta you felt you felt the love because that was that was where you were supposed to be and a lot of times it's not with our own community it's outside of that so when you actually grow your community will attach to you like a magnet then because now they see something bigger and you know that's how you build women empowerment when you realize your audience i
0: think that was just a mouthful definitely um, real quick, um, I know, Evie, you have to go, um, but we are definitely, um, if anybody has any last questions or anything for Abby, um she did put her information in the chat, so please connect with her. Her link to her website is on the Exclusive Women Empowerment Day site. Ebby, you are amazing.
1: I <laughs> uh, love Thank you, love you, you love you. To, uh, <laughs> Likewise. If I can serve you guys in any way, feel free to reach out. Let me know. I am here. Um, and I'm so sorry, but I have a 130 that I was supposed to be on, so I got to oh, run, but I love you guys. No, 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 I love you all, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye,
2: everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, um, Sudita, you said a mouthful, and everything that you said was co- it was absolutely correct, and thank you so much for that. Um, Dr. Stella, were you going to say something?
4: Yes, I just wanted to add um, just a little bit of what we've all said about empowerment. I look at empowerment differently because um, I grew up in uh, two different worlds. I barely, you know, left my teenage years when I came to the United States. So I've lived in Africa, I've lived in America, so women empowerment means uh, different things to me. I don't want us to shy away from the fact that we, as women, we've attained certain heights in life. You know, God has been faithful for us. Uh, this year, we had the first female black vice president. That's part of uh, women empowerment. Well, in the same way, when you look at the global impact in terms of women being empowered, there are significant roles we've not been able to achieve in the society as women. Even at workplace, there are things that think, um, if you want to do it as a woman, they will tell you oh, you are not qualified. Even when you have the achievement, they won't even recognize you. Women are they are not empowered in healthcare. When you go to Africa, women are not empowered with maternal or childcare. They don't have access to that. Women are they experience injustice in so many ways. So there are so many ways we can empower women. So many ways we can. Let them to know that, yes, you have to be empowered to do what you want to do. But I believe that if we can give women the sense of self-worth, if you have a sense of self-worth, you can do anything you want to do. You can be empowered. You can enter into a room knowing very well you have your confidence, you have your self-worth. Whatever anybody is saying, it doesn't matter to you. You are really empowered. So if we can have that, that's the first step in being self, um, self-worth and also being empowered. That's how I see it, looking at it from two different worlds. On Monday, we'll be celebrating International Women's Day. So women are everywhere, Africa, Australia, Europe, just name it, uh, North America, we're all here to empower each other. So let's not look at it from just one area or one sector. Let's look at it globally because we are now a global village.
0: That is very, very true. Like, um, you know, women everywhere are all included in the women empowerment, you know, the female empowerment movement. Um and I, I just love all of the answers and all the responses because you you guys hit it exactly on the head. <laughs> so I wanted to segue into um our second to last question. Um just as black female entrepreneurs, you know, we are we are a double minority. <laughs> You know, we face a lot of hurdles that many other groups, many other entrepreneurs don't typically face on a day-to-day basis, Um, you know, we, you know, when it comes to access to funding, when it comes to, you know, access this, 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 so there's so many different things that we face and so many different hurdles and um, obstacles that we can face when it comes to, um, you know pursuing any type of passion, pursuing any type of dream that we have, you know, um, Dr. Sellin made a really good point, like, in 2021, we have our first female, black female vice president, you know, a few years ago, we had our first black <laughs> president period, you know, so I think when it comes to being able to reach these seats, like, there's so much that we have to go through, so I wanted to kind of open up the floor just to kind of get you guys' perspectives on maybe some setbacks or challenges that you guys have faced, you know, just as black women, as as women as women in general, as entrepreneurs that, you know, may have helped mold you as an entrepreneur or just may have affected you and your business in some kind of way. I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it did. (laughs) Anybody want to add to that? Anybody? Um, Anybody want
6: to piggy bank? i will um, <laughs> I know for me coming out the gate with my business, because I am at finance, um, and obviously you're dealing a lot with people's money, right? And you don't want to tell people the wrong thing. So one thing that I would shy away from is I would just give you the bare basics. And it was more so of a confidence thing for me, right? Because it was more so like I'm telling you what I know. And I want you to know everything, but I'm not going to give it all to you because I know you're going to have some kind of question behind it, and I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. So let me just give you the bare basics, and then from there, we'll kind of build on it. Um, But it was basically me getting in my own way because it was a confidence thing. I believed in myself, but I didn't wholeheartedly believe in myself. So... I think that's kind of been the biggest thing, biggest hurdle for me is just like standing firm in my position and knowing that I provide a good service and that I know exactly what I'm talking about. So, for so it's confidence is what I would say for me as my biggest hurdle as being a black entrepreneur.
0: Just to add on to that, that's a very very good point because something that something that I you know struggle with is. I felt insecure as a as a black female entrepreneur because you know I feel like as a woman, I feel like people doubt can sometimes doubt your capabilities and your your knowledge base and what you know and what you're capable of doing, and then on top of that, being black as well, it's like you know other races and other groups they you know, I had this idea that they just automatically don't trust you. So when it comes to trusting you with, you know, uh, your their business, when it comes to trusting um, you with their money, all these different things, it just I just felt like I had so much to fight through because I was going to, you know, events and you know, uh, being a part of different organizations and working with different people that didn't look like me you know, um, you know, other Caucasian people, uh, people of other groups and other backgrounds, you know, and I felt like I had so much I had to push through in order for them to just take me seriously, you know, because I felt like because I was a black woman, they looked at me like, oh, you don't know what you got going on, or, you know, you have to fight through the stereotypes that they already have in their head of you. Like, as soon as they, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever heard the saying, like, as soon as they see, they already made your mind, their mind up about you. You know, when it comes to whether you're black, whether you're a woman, like, you know, people think things already like, you know, oh, she don't know what she's doing or, oh, she, she you know, she she's not going to be able to help me or whatnot. So I felt like I had to, you know, put on more of a, a strong faith <laughs> and really, like, prove myself and really, really, really go hard above just, you know, if I if I was just serving another black woman, you know, I felt like I had to, like, do so much more and work so much twice not even twice, three, four times as hard, you know, just to be able to get people to take me seriously and then I would be, you know, once they take me seriously and then it's like, oh, okay, you know, you've passed the test or, you know, you're you're good now. <laughs> if that makes sense. Has anybody ever felt like that?
2: Yes. <laughs> definitely anybody um, wanna collaborate? <laughs>
5: No, I was, oh,
2: oh, oh. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, hey, you can go oh, i <laughs> you can go first. <laughs> so I'll
5: say, like, when I first started out my business, of course, it was like virtual assistant. And when people heard virtual assistant, they were thinking of like overseas, like oh, like she's about to charge like five dollars an hour or like something like super insignificant. So like. My thing was, one, I'm just like, okay, I like helping entrepreneurs, like, boom. But I felt like I didn't have the confidence to, one, like, this is a business, like, I'm not I'm not running the charity thing. anything. Like, I need to make money, but this is a business. So, like, trying to, one, make enough, and, two, try to seem like I'm, like, affordable, that was my thing, like, being affordable enough for, like, the help entrepreneurs so people could say, like, oh, yeah, she likes helping people, like, because she charges this much. Because in my eyes, like, I saw, like, the price um, the price structure I had was, like, uh, equal to um, how I help people or how, like, they feed me and everything. So my thing was just, like, a confidence thing. And then as I was doing it, of course, I was getting burnt out because I was charging way too well, not really making much. But my thing was just, like, just, just confidence, really. Just, like, I knew what I was doing. Like, I kind of dumped myself down just a bit just to kind of, like, fit into certain um areas. But... Like, now, like, right now, I build um, procedures and stuff. And, like, even now, it's kind of, like, a weird thing because, like, not a lot of people do it in my industry. And especially black women. Like, I hardly see anybody doing what I'm doing for online business owners. So when I bring it up, it's just kind of like, oh, like, I had someone message me from Clubhouse when I brought it up. And it was just like, oh, wow. Like, it's, it's like I never seen someone like, like you that does it, like, Black a black woman that does that. So, wow. just... A confidence thing. Is this is we? I don't know. Is this a confidence thing? <laughs> Definitely, I would
1: say it is. Um, when it comes to um, what you guys are saying, as far as charging, you know, what you're supposed to be charging, and you know, being just being putting yourself out there, probably you know, is a confidence thing. Also, I wanted to um say that um the trust thing that Kimberly was saying um is a big thing for the black black women community because um, it's like they'll go in Macy's or Walmart and buy a body butter. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but you know, like your friend make body butter for $4, for two ounces, but you can, you know, to purchase from them. So that's a big, a huge hurdle for um women, women entrepreneurs, black women entrepreneurs is, is, just gaining the trust of people, and um, even um, I can say, as far as like in the marketing industry, like you got people that will go on your website and they'll see um, your body better at four dollars, and they'll get suspicious about it. But they'll want somebody else to try and see the same one for sixty dollars, and they'll buy it because they thinking that the is the quality is better because the money you know they're charging more money for, it and that's just not the case. That's
0: just not the case. Uh, I definitely agree with that. I've had that happen to me so many times. It's like it's like we have, like, levels that we have to go through. I feel like we have, as black women, we have these levels we have to go through. It's like we already have to, like, brand our business, uh, you know, create a convincing marketing strategy, you know, create strong branding, um, you know, for the business. And then on top of that, it's like we have to prove ourselves. Because we're minorities, because I'm black, because I'm a woman, you know, I have to prove that I'm legitimate or that I am I should be taken seriously or that I'm worth someone's time. Like, it's like you got to work your way through that before they even get to looking at your actual business and saying, oh, okay, like, her body butters are, are more affordable than having to go on, Amazon and go and get <laughs> some $40, 50 $60 one that can do, that don't do half of what Tapri's body butter does. I can get Tapri's body butter today, but I gotta wait on Amazon a few days to get there. It's like, you know, it's just so many levels we have to work through to like be able to prove ourselves, be taken seriously and on top of already like <laughs> trying to get people to take our business seriously. It's like we have to, they, they have to,
4: you know, work, You know, take us seriously first, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Right. Yes, it does, um, it does make sense. And I, I do agree with you with what you just said. As women, we, we work extra hard to prove ourselves, to gain trust for people that we're trying to service. Uh, take myself as an example. I, I am a, a black lady. I'm a female. I do have a funny last name. To them, I'm a foreigner, or I'm a U.S. citizen, I have an accent. So I have so many things going against me. So I have to work extra hard to prove myself, to tell them that I'm I'm worth it, I can be able to do it. But at the same time, you know, it lies on me to prove to them. It lies on me. The whole opportunity lies on me to be able to exude that confidence, able to let them know I'm able to do it do this, able to let them know that give me a chance. That's what I was talking about earlier when I said self-worth. When you know your self-worth, when you know what you've achieved, what you're capable of giving to people, don't let them make you feel otherwise. Just raise your head high and try your best. But it wouldn't debar you from making efforts to get to where they want you to get before they can hear you. And I bet you when you get there and they hear you and they know what you're capable of doing, the sky is your limit.
3: Right. Hmm. Yeah, I can piggyback off that, too. Um, I never really had the issue of confidence, but, again, I'm not from Buford, and so what I do is not really common in the area. Um, so before I got here, I came from California, which, you know, it's, it's predominantly like what the area I lived in was Mexican. And like she said, I'm a cultural girl, so when they see my name, they like, you're not from America. <laughs> and so um when I got here I actually used my American name and so when I walked in the building they assumed that I was a vanilla girl like they immediately was like you're not the person that applied you're not the person that we gave the job to they were just really nasty and so at that moment I was like you know what I can do two things here I can either walk away and just be done with it or I can you know get feed them back what they're feeding me which was Real nastiness, right? And so I, I did leave the school that day, but I ended up getting another offer at a different school. And when I got that offer, that opened the door up for Buford and Jasper County because now the testimonials are coming in. And so I was not going to compromise my business or myself. I was just going to let them know that you they needed me more so than I needed them. And so when I went back to the school, the lady, you know, completely apologized, but I was just like you know, it's just ironic how people still look at the color of your skin. They don't look at what you can bring to the table. And you know, th- you know, if you look at the schools so I live in Beaufort, which is predominantly black, but when you cross the bridge it's predominantly white. If you guys ever heard of Bluff in the Hilton Head. So, yep. you know, it's really it's really different. It's one county But it's divided. And so I I didn't understand that. So, you know, now that I'm inside, they were just, you know, I always get people like, you know, what you do, we would have never put that together because black people, you know, black people don't do that. And I was like, that's weird. And, again, I have a GED. Like I had a GED, you know, all this is, you know, credentials to them. The first thing they saw was the GED. They did not even look at past that you know, that I have a dual master's degree in certification. And so I'm like, I add that to my resume so that, you know, people that have not gotten where they need to be, they can see that you can start one place but end up another. And so once I got in there, they're just like, wow, you you never dumb me down. I was like, I was not. I wasn't going to compromise myself to accommodate you. And now, even now, they're like, can you give us your content? No. I'm not giving out my content to no one. You can pay me and I can train your individuals. You know, the offer, you know, they still try to, you know, smooth their self in, snake themselves in. I say snake their way in, but I'm, you just cannot continue to co- compromise your business to, you know, accommodate somebody else. That is your birthed out vision. So we have to be big on standing up for what we believe in, especially when it comes to our business. And ourselves, no matter if we women, you know, color or not, you know, it's just very, very, very important not to compromise yourself and command your space. Because the moment that they see you weak, they're going to be able to pull something away from you. And that was something that you didn't even really want to do. And so, you know, just don't compromise yourself.
0: I think that is 100% Correct. <laughs> You hit it exactly on the head. <laughs> that is a, a thousand percent true. You said once again, Sydney. You said a mouthful. <laughs> so we, I know we are winding down on time, and I definitely don't want to keep you ladies any longer than I've already had you. Um, you guys have been outstanding, phenomenal, incredible, amazing. <laughs> Uh, every just, just look for a bunch of good words and y'all are all of <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I wanna go around one more time, um, for everybody to share your social media contact information, um, all that stuff. If you have any last words of advice for any any woman that's watching this, like something you just wanna say to them, an inspiring word, a piece of advice, uh, we'll wrap up like that. Dr. Stella did so you are to my left now. I'm
4: to start with you. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, it's, it's been a wonderful afternoon, and I appreciate each and every one of you. I've learned a lot from you all, and I'm hoping, Kim, you keep this group together so that we can uh, <laughs> inspire and mentor others, and I truly have learned a lot. My social media um, handle for my Instagram is Stella. Our Stella. I also do have a two non-profit organizations. One is called Decent Foundation, and the other one is called Emergency and uh, Rescue Medicine Foundation for African countries. So they are on, um, on the internet. If you Google them, you'll be able to get me. My advice for any women out there, black ladies, anybody, if you're trying to get into a business, it's not an easy thing, but it's doable. If we can, all six of us or eight of us here, have done it, you can do it. And I know you can have it all. As women, you can have it all. You can do whatever you want to do. Just put your mind into it. Set a goal and live by faith. I'm a woman of faith. If you live by faith, God will guide you to where he wants you to to be. So do not relent. Just go for it. This is 2021. We can do it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Awesome. Um, Tapri, you are right under Dr. Stella, so you are next.
1: Okay. Um, I just this this session has like she said has been phenomenal. I um definitely am happy to meet such awesome people. All of you guys are awesome and unique in your own different way, you brought a lot to the table this morning. Um, and I'm I'm grateful to be a part of this. Um, my this is, uh, social media handle is Full of Life Natural Products. And um at Instagram is at Full of Life Natural Products as well. My website is www.fulloflifenaturalproducts. of life natural products. Um my personal page is to pre-read. Um I also for the next weekend and I know Dr. Uh Stella is having a a program next weekend as well for mental health and for kids. Definitely want to find out what timing that is is mine. I'm going to send y'all all all that information, too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Mine is at 6.30 in the afternoon. It's going to be live on Facebook. I have... I have 10 women that are going to be giving their testimonies around depression and anxiety. Um, I have ther- a chain of therapists that's coming in that's right in the Low Country. It's about 10 uh, or 15 women that are black counselors in the Low Country and surrounding areas that's going to be there for resources, for uh, counseling sessions and stuff. And um, I'm hoping to, someb- to set- get somebody set free. <laughs> You
3: will. You're
1: going to do it. Go ahead and claim it. It's going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm just grateful. Thank you, guys. You have a wonderful rest of your week.
3: Awesome, awesome. So, you are next. Um, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at four. Anytime you type in sheovercame, I probably I am going to pop up. Um, because I'm I'm Google. I'm all over the internet. Um. I would love to connect with you all, Kim. This was amazing. I believe in building queenship. Queenship is like life to me. I always tell women to wear your crown, no matter if it falls, no matter if it tilts. It will never break. Um, Continue to walk by faith, not by sight. Believe the supernatural. Believe that God's word and his promises is true. Um, Yeah, just follow me. And I I believe in support. Like, I believe in when I say support, I support. um, And... Listen, you guys, no matter if it's just you get discouraged, know that your business was birthed out by God because when God gives you a decision to make, every God decision is good, but not every good decision is God. And no matter if your vision, your vision will always be the same, but your strategy will change. So that means if you have an event, if you're going through whatever, it may change the strategy, but the vision never change. So just walk into your authentic self, command your room, command your space, and just put God first of everything that you do. And you guys got another accountability partner because I believe in uh, being accountable for sisters. You know, I will be praying for you all every day because I see true manifestation in your business. I know that by the end of the year you guys are going to be making more than enough money to um, sow. And if you um, are like me, I live by the three S's every day. I sacrifice, I serve, and I sow every day. And it doesn't matter. Just continue to write your vision and make it plain and watch God just manifest it. So, Awesome.
0: Nikki, you are next. Hold on. Can you hear us? Uh, oh. Yeah. Can you
2: hear
0: me, Nikki?
5: Hold on. We can't hear you. It's yeah, like really low.
0: Yeah, it's really, really low.
5: Um. Let me see. Try
0: and, try and say something. Try and say something now. <laughs> yeah, you sound very, it sounds like you're like muffled or maybe something's like. Covering the mic or something. How
5: about now? Yeah.
0: It increased slightly. Yeah, it increased a little bit. No, we can't (laughs) hear you at all. We will come right back. We will come right back. I'm going to jump to Candace and then we will come
6: right back. <laughs> Candace. All right. Well, thank you, Cam, again, for putting this event together. Um, I can be found on Facebook, Building Blocks Financial Solutions, also on Instagram, um, at BBF Solutions. Um, my website is buildingblocksolutions.com. Um, and my piece of advice for women, um, in terms of starting a business, confidence is certainly one that I struggle with. But be confident in everything that you do. And I'm going to leave you all with a quote: "People make a difference, and one of those people is you. So, make a difference today."
5: Awesome, Adriana. Okay, well, you guys, I mostly hang around Instagram, so you can find me on Instagram under it's Adriana R. So I T S a-D-R-I-A-N-A-R, and then that's off my clubhouse name as well. I'm trying to be on there a little bit more, too, to talk. And what else? And Instagram as well, MomMobiles is under MomMobiles19. And my website is www.adrianasvasllc.com. That's a lot. <laughs> and my piece of advice would to be never stop sharing your story. Okay.
0: Awesome. Nikki, we're gonna try you one more time. Let's let, let's do a test. Can you can you hear try and say something? No, we still can't mm-hmm. We still can't hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you wanna try and men, to type something in the chat?
5: Yeah, what do? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened.
0: <laughs> but I just wanna again thank you ladies for Just being wonderful, taking the time out of your day to be a part of this event. Um, This event is something that I do every year. It's very near and dear to my heart. I have enjoyed this (laughs) so much, so I'm already thinking of, you know, taking this and making this a a quarterly event that we do and maybe rotate out the the presenters and do different topics. So I'm going to be thinking and getting y'all feedback and everything over the next few days. So definitely, um, I I just appreciate you guys. I'm so honored to be in your presence. Um, Dr. Stella, you're amazing. I'm so glad that we were able to connect. Um, The event next week that we are doing centered around youth and mental health is actually um, on Thursday. It's going to start at seven. Six or seven, but I'm going to send y'all to fly. so, yeah, I <laughs> a flyer. So I'm going to send y'all a flyer. And um, yeah. Dr. Sell is going to be our main presenter, and she's going to be talking about um, mental health and our youth, how we can help our youth when it comes to their mental health. Any um, and everybody is invited and welcome to attend. It's going to be online, virtual, through um, something like this. Um, So, definitely any member of the community can come if you're a parent, um, a concerned citizen, anybody. uh, We want your feedback. We want to be able to talk so that we can create real solutions to be able to help our community and to make a difference. Um, You can find, oh, well, I'm connected with all y'all on social media, but for anybody that's watching, Um, my website is www.exquisiteenterprisesinc.com. Um, social media, everything is Exquisite Enterprises Inc. Um, you can find me personally on Facebook at, uh, Kim Kim Bowman. I forgot I... I'm going by Kim now. It's just like, I feel like I'm getting older, so I'm like, Kim seems more adult. I don't know. Don't judge me. But, um, I have just had so much fun this afternoon. Um, again, I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm going to be putting this whole video online for everybody to be able to enjoy and watch. Um, so once that's up, I'm going to tag you guys and send it to you and let you guys know. But, enjoy 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 your saturday and the rest of your weekend continue to be the incredible women that you are and thank you so much again nikki we can't hear you but we love you <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all so much and we will all be connecting soon and thank
5: you bye y'all bye. Bye. thank you everyone Bye, bye. <laughs>